You guys ready to do this? Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, fans around the world. We welcome you to this historic event. Historic because we've seen boys become men, men become leaders, and leaders become legends. Tim. G'day, Chris. How are you? Uh, very well, mate. What's been happening? Oh, jeez. I think quite a lot's been happening, to be completely honest with you. I, I went away, mm-hmm. started a new job. Wow. Still bald. Yeah. <laughs> a, Bit of drinking. As, uh, as much as something's changed. Some, <laughs> some things, things never done. <laughs> but no, it has been, a, has been a little bit of a brief hiatus a little bit of one yeah what mate i gotta say like i know we shouldn't talk fashion on a podcast because it's not the right medium but you are wearing maybe arguably one of the the greatest shirts i've ever seen it is a icc world 11 it is talk to me so for some reason i day off yesterday (laughs) and full disclosure i've been to savers i reckon three times in the last 10 years okay and I was driving towards Greensboro Plaza, um, also the also known as the armpit of the Diamond Valley. <laughs> and I, for some reason, I felt compelled to go to Savers. I don't ask Something me why. Was drawing you there? I don't know what it was. I mm. don't know what I was looking for. Yeah. But I went, and I saw this jersey, and this jersey caught my eye because I had this same jersey when I was a kid. Now I went to that game. I remember it was at Etihad Stadium, two thousand and five. Yeah, I remember. I remember Simon Kadich facing up Shoah Bakhtar. Yep. And I had this exact jersey, this very jersey that I'm wearing. And now I know this because there's a snag on the bottom of it because I caught it on a tree. So I got rid of this jersey. I don't know why I got rid of it. I was is this, dumb. Is this? Have you found your own? I found my own jersey. Oh, my God. As soon as I saw it, I'm like, holy shit, I wonder if this is actually mine. And I checked, and the snag is there. How long ago did you donate it? I didn't donate it. That's the thing. What I think is- I sold it on eBay because when I was moving over to Canada, and I was like, <laughs> like, I was just like, I used to be a hoarder. So yeah. I was like, i got to get rid of all this shit. And this was one of the things. And I, and I was like, f- when I saw it, I'm like, why did I get rid of that? I know. Why did you get rid of I that? I don't know. But I've got it again. <laughs> And I'm fucking so happy about it. Like it's a boomerang. It's One of the great boomerangs. It's just, and I paid three dollars for it. See, that's that's amazing. Yeah, it's come home to Papa. It's it's it was in Daddy's wheelhouse, and <laughs> I scooped it. So it I'm is a, a it is an elite top, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, and, uh, I think you have you posted a photo. Or I you, have. Yeah, so you, let, you'll see it. Yeah, you'll see it on the socials. Yeah, you'll see it. It's uh, yeah, well, unless you've got it muted or blocked. But I can't believe it's the same one. I, I couldn't believe it, and I tried to uh, <laughs> explain the situation to my significant other, which is a really funny phrase. Mm. Significant other, yeah, like well, it should be a significant um, someone. Yeah, human. <laughs> my significant human being, life partner, <laughs> and there was a real lack of. Enthusiasm, yeah, okay. which is understandable, yeah, but like, uh, yeah, uh, actually, it's not because it's a it's a really good top. Yeah, um, this is like pig in mud. Have, she should have been a bit more 
Yeah, this is pig and mud amped. stuff for me, for people of <laughs> my great. my demographic. It doesn't have a um, name on the back, does it? No, no name on the okay. back. Okay. Yeah. But so, so yeah, I've been great. It's so been, you've been very productive. I've been very productive. <laughs> what are you up to, mate? Uh, no, look, standard behaviour for me, mate. Just, um, you know, shopping early where I can. Beating and, the rush. Uh, beating the rush and enjoying Collingwood's um, hot run of form. Did you go on Sunday to the game? I did not. Um, what did you do Sunday? So I heard a rumour you were. Oh look, I um, you were in a different state. No, of I mind. was. I was in a. I was in a. I was in Victoria, but um, <laughs> my soul <laughs> mentally. <laughs> no, I was at a, a family affair, and um, it's a bit of a tradition where we um, we uh, we have a crack. Yeah, I like that. And um, why not? It's a Sunday. It's middle of winter. You're around family. <laughs> yeah, we're in a safe space. So. Yeah, we're still in that wheelhouse of time where you can say like, you know, you can you you give yourself an excuse for really having too much of a crack, and you're like, oh, well, you know, for, for two years I couldn't really couldn't yeah, see no, anyone. I you couldn't. Know, you got to live your life, and yeah, you know, for two years I was bunkered down and so, bunkered you know, down, and I couldn't get pissed. I might get a chance to, you know, you never because you never know, you never know, you never what's know when the next one's coming. So I'm gonna get smashed at my. Uh, <laughs> cousins, <laughs> my, my, my cousins. nephew's tenth birthday. <laughs> oh, that is absolutely uh, sensational stuff. But no, that's great. Look, obviously, a lot has happened since mm. we're since we've been gone. Absolutely, um, but There's plenty to discuss. But the wheelhouse of this show is is set up perfectly. That doesn't matter. We could do an episode in four years' time, and you know. Who cares? Doesn't date. <laughs> Doesn't <laughs> nothing dates. <laughs> nothing what we say is relevant, and nothing what we say it's is never relevant. Time. So it can never date. It's, so uh, it's genius. It is. So what we're going to do now is we will throw it to the headlines. Ten's late night news with Sandra. Sun. We begin with the signing of keeping you informed, keeping you involved, keeping you in touch. Australia's most established late news service, the late night news with Sandra Sully, weeknights on ten. Oh, Sandra. Still sounding good. Uh, Tim, take it away. Sultry. Um, the Golden State Warriors defeat the Boston Celtics in six games to claim their fourth Larry O'Brien trophy in the last seven seasons. Um, the Celtics gave it a good shake early, and I thought, oh, here we go. We might be on here. But, I mean, Steph Curry, it must feel good to be to know you. there has never been a better human being in the history of mankind, who can fling a rock into a basket? Like he is the best shooter mm. of all time, and it's not even for debate. Like he is a freak. Yeah, obviously you take Leonard Copeland out of that 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 category. Um, you know, I'm that including Leonard. Goes. I'm, I'm oh, really? Leonard. Well, okay. Yeah. Well, that's that's another. That's a story for another day. But <laughs> it. I'm not a big basketball man, mm. and I, I was very invested. In my new job. Uh, yep. which, I, which we, I won't be discussing on no. here, but I had to watch these games okay. and got paid to watch it. Poor so man. You, your new Poor job is as, as a basketball ref? Yeah, let's say that. Okay, sure. And when you watch Steph Curry, I really broke down his shot. Okay, the fun, yeah, the fundamentals. The fundamentals of the shot. Yeah, okay. Because I feel like 97% of his shots, you say, you say that looks like... The action it shouldn't go in, but it's going in. Yeah, and then at the end of it, you just say "get fucked." Yeah, like under your oh, breath. Oh, it's unbe- he's unbelievable. Like he's just changed the game. 
Uh, it's now become a it's a three point three point league. Yeah, been and saying that for all, years, <laughs> for seven years since he started doing it. <laughs> um, yeah. No, he's a freak, and um, you know they've still got it. They they've probably still got another one or two as long as he's still firing him off like he is. They're always going to be a, a big show. I feel like. They had James Wiseman. Is that his name? Who yep. was like the number two pick or number uh, three? Oh yeah, he's definitely top five. Um, he didn't even play this year. The, but I feel like he's they're they're sort of uh, what are they, what's the what's the phrase? Uh, bubble wrapping him. Yeah, cotton wooling. Cotton wooling him. Yeah, like he he hasn't forgotten how to play basketball. No, and he'll mm-hmm. probably slot straight into their starting five next year Jesus. after a big preseason and. Yeah, yeah, you've got yeah, as you say, a top end talent just coming in to complement everyone else they've got. They're they're yeah, I mean the the benchmark, the secret to it all, I suppose, is that they drafted Curry, so they drafted him, so they already had mm. him, and then he got injured, and so the first contract he signed wasn't a massive money, well, like, yeah, and it allowed him to get your you know keep like, your Clay Thompsons and. Draymond Greens. Draymond Greens and bring Durant in and all that kind of stuff. So, But now they've got these guys like like Jordan Poole and is yeah. Kim, Kim, Kim Younger. Um, yeah, if you say no? so. Yeah. <laughs> who's that, Who's the big defensive wizard? Cooney. Uh, Looney. <laughs> Looney. Where did I get Kim Younger from? I don't know. Is that not a player? Maybe. It may be, uh. it may be a, um, like a type of... Um, health drink. No, I swear that's a player. I swear that's a player. I swear that's a player. Let's just have a look here. Jonathan Kaminga. Sorry, Jonathan Kaminga. He's a he's a power forward. Okay. He's a big, big fucking boy. Had, did he and have much to do in the finals? I don't know. Okay. I'm not looking up his stats because I'm afraid he probably didn't. No. Anyway, but yeah. So look, um, Boston. So close, but so far away. I don't really like Boston sports, to be honest with you. No, um, I'm the same. I'm a the big same. fan of Boston accents. Uh, not a big fan of their sporting team. So love the Departed, great movie. Oh, the the Departed is probably top three movies. The Town, the Town's great as we well. We could do we could do a whole thing just on Boston oh, movies. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Town's a ripper. Mark Wahlberg in the Departed is maybe one of the yeah, maybe great. one of the all time characters. Jeremy Renner in the Town is just yeah. a real yeah. scary great. <laughs> Dude. I'll handle it. How are you going to handle it? <laughs> anyway, we won't get into that. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, well done to uh, Steph Curry and the Golden State Warriors. Mm-hmm. The Colorado Avalanche defeat two-time Stanley Cup champions, the Tampa Bay Lightning, in six games to win their first Lord Stanley since 2003. I guessed that, 2003, so I'm not sure if that's accurate. But, okay. Um, Tampa Bay Lightning... So I know you're not a big hockey man. I'm not at all. Tampa Bay Lightning, this Tampa Bay Lightning team is easily the best team that's been in the NHL since I've been alive and possibly the second best team ever. Wow. So that sort of shows you how big this, and it wasn't an upset too. Colorado were just a complete and utter wagon. Yeah. Like they were, they were, they were just, there was no, there was no time during this playoffs where they were behind in a series. They won, I think they lost four games. They would have absolutely had their way with never called again, not even have shown any interest in my Calgary Flames had they played them, yeah. which they were never going to because we didn't win since mm-hmm. I mentioned them on here. So 
there's a couple of players I'm incredibly happy for. Nathan McKinnon, who's one of my probably my favorite NHL player. This is a guy who was literally obsessed, like changed his diet. Like you know, and you can tell someone's obsessed with winning. Yeah, it was this meant this meant the world to him, mm-hmm. and you could see that in the way he played. And they had this other kid called Kyle McCarr, who's 21, literally has life by the absolute nutbag. <laughs> like, just won the uh, best defensive player in the year, just won the playoff MVP. He's 21 years old. He's like, he got an engineering degree from university. Yeah. Um, he's like a... We have a lot in common, actually. <laughs> he's he's There is literally no NHL player like him, the way he plays. So... I got to ask. So, Tampa Bay Lightning, Colorado Avalanche. What, what is a bit of a mm. uh, scary natural sort of disaster type? Oop, um, don't tell the rights. We're talking about. We're talking about climate control. <laughs> <laughs> like the, there wasn't an avalanche in Colorado, and they've named their team after it, have they? Uh, good question. Because there are there's a lot of lightning. There's a lot of tropical storms in Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. Or Champa yeah. Bay, as they've been called for the Final, last two yeah. years. Like you wouldn't call a team like the Darwin Cyclones. Like, no, you know, Jesus. You know what I mean? Like, Too soon. <laughs> um, I'm just wondering why you'd call it the Avalanche. Like the, any Avalanche can't be good. Yeah, no. Anyway. Yeah, no, anyway, congrats to the Colorado Avalanche. And I, I, I think they'll probably win next year as well. Um, a lot of players, com- it comes out like after a series all the players that they've played with, you know, injuries. And some of the injuries you just shake your head at. Like one guy a few years ago, Patrice Bergeron, played with a collapsed lung. So Robert Dipper... Dipper... Dipper Domenico. Domenico style. <laughs> 89 grand final. I've got a great story about Dipper. <laughs> yeah, go on. So uh, when the Bulldogs GWS uh, prelim in Western Sydney, I was up there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And... Yeah, you've been to – have you been to that stadium where no, they played I it? haven't. No, no, no. So – Oh, actually, you, I've been there but not for a game. You know where the precinct is? Yeah. There's yeah. nothing around it. No, it's a ghost town. It's a wasteland. It's a wasteland. It's a wasteland. It's like um, Mad Max. And so there's like 10,000 Western Bulldogs fans all looking for a beer and everyone ended up in this one like hotel lobby, right, yeah. with one bar and they ended up shutting it down. Like it was just a shit show. And Dipper was there and he was – He'd had a couple of he had a couple of Charles Bukowski's, and he's on the phone and he's just yelling. And I've got a I've got a photo I've got a photo with him holding his phone and he's just yelling. I've got Dougie Hawkins on the phone, just screaming it, <laughs> and people were just like, "Oh, it was a madhouse!" But I'll never forget, I'll never forget how proud he was. And Doug Hawkins is probably really trying to in, in soak up this moment. Yeah, the last thing he wants to do is be speaking he's, to a. A hammer dipper <laughs> who's, in a hotel lobby. With, whose only words are, I've got Doug Hawkins got on Doug the phone. Hawkins on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, shout out to Doug Hawkins. I know I'll probably be at home listening. Yeah, and to Dipper, who's a big fan of the show. Absolutely. Good on your dip. On your dipper. Um, the Australian Socceroos, led by our man Graham Arnold, defeat Peru in a penalty shootout to qualify for the 2022 FIFA World Cup in Qatar. Now, do we owe Graham anything? An apology nope. or anything? Absolutely not. If anything, the Australian public owes me a pat on the back. <laughs> I said to you, as soon as this game was over, mm-hmm. I knew what I was doing. I went in early 
and I clipped him. I yeah, sprayed him. You, you did spray him. I, I put him in the bin. I, I, put him. S- I mean, I still prefer Heather Graham if I'm being uh, sorry. Yeah, Heather Graham if I'm being honest. But um, and that's okay. Heather Graham in Austin Powers. Is there a world where, to me, it feels like with the Oceania group that Australia's in, we we should. We really should be making the World Cup every time now. I'm Correct. not saying it's easy, but we've been put in, in a position to succeed. We're playing against yum-yum teams. Yeah, exactly. And we've only just got there by the skin of our nose. Yes. So is there a argument to um, say ta-ta to Graham and, and get a, a, a European-style level-up coach? Look, this is... You're not going to expect the answer. I'm saying no. Okay. Like, I, you know what? I, I put my hand up. I was wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, don't get me wrong. The actual qualifying period, he was outcoached. Mm. We were brutal against teams that we should not have been brutal against. And it. I basically completely wrote them off. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. There's no denying that, the lead up to the game with UAE was a debacle. Mm-hmm. The, because of COVID, um, we couldn't play any games in Australia, barely any games in Australia. Yeah, it was like long, drawn out. So he's using the COVID excuse as well. No, that we're, <laughs> we're giving him what? To use, but what? Yeah, <laughs> basically. But what I'm saying is, so let's put the debacle behind us. Yep. What happened right in front of him was. We had to beat UAE. Yep. He set a game plan to do that. And then he set the perfect masterpiece to beat Peru. Mm-hmm. Now, the for those people who were not familiar or didn't wake up for the game like I did, basically... Uh, yeah, I did not. You did not? No. That's so un-Australian of you. Mm. I kind of want to slap you. No, I don't care. kind of want to slap you anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so... But basically, Peru was this like quick, fast, attacking team. Mm. And what what the Socceroos literally did is they would sort of regain possession and then sort of launch long attacks. Yeah. So basically what that does is, and there are probably real soccer people who are going to be screaming at me going, you're a, you know, yeah, fucking nothing. you are an idiot. Which is fine, but they can't deny this is this is right. So what, you, what happens when you do that, when you, you sort of rely on your your left and your right back and your sort of your back midfielders to launch those sort of long attacks. Yeah. You, you remain intact formation wise. Yeah. So you don't yeah. get sucked in when you have an opportunity and then on the counter attack. That's, really... that's when they use their fast little legs and yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And so there was never really any dangerous opportunities where Matt Ryan needed to save it. So I think I, I think I, I literally tweeted us like 40 minutes. I'm like, we are so in this game. Yeah. Like if we played the, literally the rest of this game like this, Peru had no answer. The coach was kind of looked like he was beautiful twenty five years ago. He still <laughs> had like the long hair. He looked so rattled. Yeah, he literally got out coached by Graham Arnold. Yeah, and then the beautiful game, the beautiful coach, the beautiful game, the beautiful coach, and then <laughs> I almost had a massive stroke when I saw him bring Matt Ryan off. Yeah, and uh, now what's his name again? Uh, the, the the hero, Andrew Redman. Redman, who, who will doesn't matter what he does for the rest of his life. If he has to buy another beer, would that, he that's un-Australian. Never, that's hundred percent. If he has to pay for anything, hmm. 
let alone well. just beer. <laughs> he should be able to get whatever he wants mm-hmm. whenever he wants. Mm-hmm. I think I think everyone was like, what the fuck has he just done? Because Matt Ryan not only is our captain, Matt Ryan's our best player. Yeah. To take him out in that situation, to put a cold backup goalie in, yeah, just seemed ludicrous. And then... Well, you've convinced me. I'm happy to keep Graham on for the World Cup. But, caveat. Yes, I love we, caveats. If we do not win a game at the World Cup, I am going to be I'm going to be coming on here and I am going to unload and unleash on Graham. You can already bet on this. We play, so the times for our games are like 6 a.m., 2 a.m., and then there's a Saturday night 9 p.m. game. Ooh, and we're juicy. playing Tunisia. Oh, that's a win. I, I've, I've said this, and I'll give anyone's money back if this doesn't <laughs> happen. Anyone. Please read the terms and conditions. We, we'll win that game by like six. Oh, Jesus. That is, that is set up for us. That game is set up for the Australian public to just, like, that will be the biggest night, I reckon, in, like, easily in four years. The yep. Australian, every city. I have a real strong feeling it might be my wife's birthday that... You're night. joking. No, I'm not joking. I remember looking at it and going, oh, jeez, that's going to be... No difficult. way. She has, she'll understand. Oh, of course, she's Australian. She, <laughs> do you want me to talk to her? I don't know if that will help. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that! If you have to do like a dinner, oh my god, we that would just have to. You want to? But um, look, do you? I bet. Yeah, no, well, here's what I, I just think, do. I just think I'll I'll set the uh, DVR and watch it back. Oh, I'm gonna. I might be the drunkest man. I might be the drunkest man in the world that night. Because we're we're hundred percent winning that, yeah, and we it won't be like penalty kicks like how we've had to rely on goals beforehand. Like so, oh, well, well um, that's, we look space? forward to it. It is November, isn't it? I'm it's November, sure. yeah. yeah. No, I'm almost soon. Anyway, cheers, cheers to cheers. cheers to everyone in the Socceroos. That was a good on you guys. That was a gutsy gutsy win, and I'm I wore my jersey in the next day. I cried a little bit. Very yep. proud of them. Yep. I got up half an hour after the game left and looked at Twitter and I was very <laughs> proud. You suck. <laughs> uh, is it me? Yes, it is. Australian basketball legend Lauren Jackson is to come out of international retirement to join the Opals World Cup squad. What the? Where did that come from? Did not have that on my 2022 bingo card. No. Um, she is... Lauren is... Obviously, a legend of Australian sport, but she is she's forty one. That is nine pretty, years older than me. That's pretty old. Although, and as I've said a couple of five times, five years younger than you. As I've said a couple of times, <laughs> no, on this podcast, behave, behave. <laughs> um, I do like it when when people around my my age group are still playing at the highest level because it just gives me that sense of hope. Yeah. You know, the Tom Brady's, mm. these guys, you know, Lauren Jackson. Would we play a game of cricket together this year? I, I, I won't play cricket. I wouldn't have thought, no. Like a one-dayer? No, I wouldn't have thought no? So. no? No. What would you play then, if it gives you hope? Um, if the allure of playing another game of cricket with me is not enough to even yeah, get, even get a half high. a second I to of... a little bit higher than that, I think. <laughs> But no, she's done. I mean, good on her. And obviously, she she wouldn't come back if she didn't have some assurances that she's going to be in the school like, play. 
Yeah, surely. And if she's fit, maybe the time off has, you know, healed the old knees and the mm. back's feeling fresh and and go for it. I was having this conversation with uh, someone at work. She was like the best uh, best WNBA or best women's basketballer in the world for like a good five year period. Am I am I or am I wrong there? Uh, I should be up there. I, I feel like she'd be con- wildly considered as one of the best of all time. She's yeah. certainly not the goat, but she's no, she's not the goat. But it'd be she's on the farm. Yeah, she's she's chewing on some grass. Yeah, she's got some grass there to chew on. Yeah. 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 Good luck to Lauren and um, go the Opals. Go the Opals. Um, so Australia returns to Sri Lanka for the first time in almost a decade with Australia winning the T20 series, which is which bodes well for the upcoming World T20 Cup. World Cup in Australia uh, to be played um, in October. Um, Sri Lanka won the ODI series. And we've got the test series uh, still to be played. Starts tomorrow night, I believe. Uh, tomorrow night, time of recording, so we'd probably be into day three or four by the time this drops. By the time this episode drops, um, we will have won. <laughs> I um, look. It's great that we're there. Like Sri Lanka, the country's going through a tough time at the moment. So, yeah. and it may seem genuinely. I'm not um, going to touch too much on this. If you can look into that. If you can look into what I'm saying, I'm not going to get into too much of my thoughts right now because I'm. Oh, okay. Might touch there might on be it. something coming up. Okay, there might be. There might not be. Well, I just say, yeah, I just say it's a tough time over there. They seem genuinely uh, thrilled to have the Aussies there. The Aussies are appreciative of their support. So, um, you know, the power of sport, the power of cricket, heals. It heals, heals. a lot of wounds, which you, is great. You can't deny that. Uh, speaking of wounds being healed, uh, live golf which is, for those not familiar, is the uh, Saudi money or government-backed golf tour, the Rebel Golf Tour, which we spoke about. So It's getting more and more big names across there. Uh, it has. So since we recorded, a large, large number of players have committed to it, um, including Dustin Johnson, Brooks Kepka, Abraham Anser, Louis Oosthuizen, uh, Bryson DeChampoo, Kevin Nah, you shouldn't have done that. Taylor Gooch, sweat. Patrick Reed, everyone's favourite man. Sergio Garcia, Matt Jones, and Richard Bland, both Australians. Very disappointing. Matthew very Wolf, bland. Phil Mickelson, Lee Westwood, Ian Poulter, and most of these names are absolute trash. Yeah, um, I'm so not going to get into any more of these names. Is it? Is it one of those ones where it's because? After a, you know someone like a Dustin Johnson says yes, and then, then it sort of breaks down that barrier of well, they're not going to pick on me so much as they. That's gonna... why Brooks Kepka went. Yeah, which is, in my opinion, look, and as I said, like I think I said last time, it's like, um, if you want to take if you want to take money to do do something like that, sure. Yeah, I can understand lower ranked golfers like some of the lower ranked golfers who have done it because some of them have like literally toiled. Yeah, for all these years, and then the allure of this sort of money. So it's a life changing payday. It's yeah. a life changing payday. Does Phil Mickelson need a hundred and fifty? Actually, Phil Mickelson might he probably pissed it all away, but Bruce Kepka doesn't need that money. Uh, Bryson, De- <laughs> the rumor boys back at it. <laughs> Get our lawyer ready. What's his name? What's his? Jack Sasella, yeah, yeah, our that's lawyer. Him. That's our boy. Yeah, as I said before, he's not a fluff lawyer. 
So no, we can no. say what we want on this. Actually, my brother-in-law, who is a, uh, a big listener of this show, and g'day to John. Um, Hello, John. He was quite upset that he didn't. He hasn't been. Is he a lawyer too? Considered, yeah, as our legal counsel. So maybe we've got. I think we probably need to. In fairness, so the more the merrier. Anyone who wants to jump on and defend us, please. Uh, so yeah, but I mean, basically, look, Dustin Johnson doesn't need the money. Deshampoo doesn't need the money. Bruce Kepka doesn't need the money. No. Um, Brooks Kepka had this had a, a the US Open which just which just passed had a real cowardly real cowardly bit where he blamed the media for hanging a black cloud over it by oh yeah and then the next day he announced he was leaving yeah like, I mean come on yeah and and he, he said like I don't even know it was like six or seven months ago when this first started to bubble at the surface said like no he's like I don't do this for money He's like, I've got enough money for an entire lifetime. He's like, I do this for a competition. He's like, competition is the only thing that drives me. It's like, all right, well, you've just gone from playing the best players in the world to coming Although up against... there's a lot of good players now on the other tour. There absolutely is not. Like, <laughs> so so he's going to go up against, um, oh, household name, Sam Horsfield yeah. from England. Yeah. Or... He might go against South African Oliver Becker, mm-hmm. both two of golf's most exciting prospects, or he could even play against his brother Chase Kepka, who's ranked seven hundred and sorry sixteen hundred in the world. It's not bad. So it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, look, we don't really need to. I don't think we need to dive too much into it. We've no, already... look, we've discussed it before. It's just it's interesting that it just keeps growing legs. I suppose mm. I. I did. I did check out the live. So basically, a live stream for the first event, just on YouTube. Um, Brendan Goddard hosting it. Oh, that was the most weirdest thing. Is like Brendan Goddard was on their promo videos, like literally Brendan Goddard, ex AFL ex AFL player. Like that. That uh, I, I don't understand that, and I'm not sure. But I knew this was going to be somewhat negative. So I actually have a story. I have a golf story which is incredibly positive, which will just. I'm going to throw it on top of it. So if you're a golf fan, um, the best account to follow is is Monday Monday Q Info. So it's basically this guy who just – so Monday qualifiers are basically, you know, there's two spots left and then – Generally always a good a feel-good story attached. Yeah. So um, on Monday morning in the Corn Ferry Tour a few weeks ago, which is the feeder tour for the PGA Tour – uh, a man named uh, Norman Zhong um, hadn't made a cut in the Corn Ferry Tour in three years, had missed it at Q School multiple times and was pretty much an afterthought. Yeah. Um, so he qualified on Monday and then dominated the week and won on the Corn Ferry Tour. So, so not only does that give him status on that tour, which is huge, yep. he's now on the verge. If he has a good rest of the year... He's got got a PGA Tour card for the next two years. Great. Like, those are the stories, like, those are the stories that sport just produces. Yeah. And golf is one of those games where you, there are so many guys on the PGA Tour who have had wins, yeah. who are good players, who battled through that, this sort of stuff. Yeah. And, oh, man, I honestly love reading this stuff. Like, so, and yeah, so he was the first Monday qualifier to win a, to- win a tournament on the Corn Ferry Tour since 2016. So massive shout out to Norman and 
Love your work. Not the other Norman. This no. <laughs> a good Norman, which is just by chance that's his name. So, yeah, I will be following him and, um, yeah, hopefully hopefully has a good finish to the year because th- that's that's the sort of thing is like it's so expensive to yeah. do and to pursue your dream like that. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Um, Very super ultra competitive. Yeah, good on him. Well done, Norm. The New Orleans Pelicans select Dyson Daniels eighth overall. Uh, and the Cleveland Cavaliers select Luke Travers with the 56th pick in the 2022 NBA draft. Um, massive for Dyson Daniels. To go top 10 in the NBA draft is phenomenal. Um, New Orleans Pelicans were red hot on him as well. I think mm. he's one of those ones where they can just see him with his defense and his, and his length um, just fitting straight into that side to complement... What they already have, and they had they stormed home in the Western Conference. Yep, they won a play in. Um, I'm pretty sure, and they and then in the first round of the, um, of the Western Conference, uh, they really pushed Phoenix. So they're up and coming. New Orleans, mm. they'll get Zion Williamson. Will be back. He looks and good. Looks, you seen the, have you seen yeah, the photos? Trimmed right down. Boy, oh boy, that's a scary thought. So I think they're going to be really competitive next year, and the fact that they've they've selected him, you know, purpose built to yeah. fit straight in is great. He's a defensive, um, he's yeah. a defensive wizard, right? Yeah, yeah, super athletic kid. Played AFL as a kid as well. Very talented um, from Bendigo. So you know, Australia just mm. keep on producing these really quality next Olympics. If yeah, I mean, we probably. Well, what do we we came, we got a bronze? I I mean I think silver is an absolute. It should be gold medal match should be our aim next Olympics Who, because who's our who's our who's our biggest competitor for the silver? Like obviously, Amer- like let's take America out of it. Uh, probably the French. Probably France. Please, they always retreat. Oh boy, controversial. I just wanted to say that. <laughs> It'd be France. I mean Slovakia just because they've got Luca. Oh yeah, Luka. yeah. Uh, so, but no, I think I think we're better than both those teams now, um, and we've it's probably our last last go with Paddy Mills primetime, Paddy Mills, mm-hmm. and if Paddy Mills is playing a season with uh, Ben Simmons at the Nets next season, he might be able to actually get him to play for Australia. Oh, that's another that's another story. But anyway, good on you, Dyson Daniels. Uh, I, I can't really talk to Luke Travers much. Um, I don't know who the he Perth is. Wildcats. Yeah, that's twenty years really old. New. Uh, but good on him. The fact that he got drafted is great. Um, he's obviously bringing a bit to the table. And great for the NBL. Yeah. To have a player that is like... So you know when we had these... like, Sorry, you know when we had these... Um, what's his name? Who was the guy from the Knicks? The high pick who went to New Zealand and we had the Leangelo Ball or whatever his name is. Lamello, sorry. Lamello Ball. Leangelo yeah. is the one who stole the handbags. <laughs> um, Lamello Ball playing for the Wollongong Hawks. Like, we knew those guys were getting drafted, right? Uh, Illawarra was, but yes. Yeah. Yep. Shout same. out to Illawarra. Same, same. Um, same. Yeah, no, I think this, um, I think they, it's some sort of pathway they've developed. It's working a treat. Thunder, mm. The Thunder picked uh, Dean, who was playing for the New Zealand Breakers as well. And he went. Is he the Canadian kid? He went pick 11. No, he was French. And he went, French, that's it. And he yeah. went pick 11. So, yeah, the. It's called the Future Something program, but anyway, it's mm. it's it's reaping dividends, um, and you know the NBA is no joke league. No, it's no, one it's of the not. top leagues in the world. So um, yeah, exciting times, and I, yeah, can't wait for the like Dyson Daniels is already mm-hmm. um, staunchly committed 
himself to the Boomers program. So I just like that with him and Josh Green and some of these other young kids, we're going to be very competitive. My boy Matisse. Oh, Matisse. Oh, what a defensive juggernaut. Oh, actually, our, yeah, actually, our defense is yeah. good luck scoring against us. I know. Yeah, we just, yeah, we just, we just, we just yeah. need to score ourselves. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, that's fine. We'll find someone. Uh, last one we have. When asked if Australian reserve driver Oscar Piastri would have an F1 seat next year, Alpine boss Otmar Staffenhauer said yes. And okay. this isn't really news, but there is a ton of speculation that Silverstone, which is uh, this week, so it will be run and won once the recording is out. Yep, so there is a lot of speculation that this is the week where he will be announced to go to Williams. Oh, replacing... Replacing uh, Nicholas Latifi. Yeah, who is one of the bunnies, right? He's one of he's one of the, the Veruca yeah. from Willy Wonka, Daddy, I Want a Golden Egg drivers. Yeah. Well, that's ex- and and that would be a good team, a good lineup because the other Alex driver Albon, very is, talented, is, is very talented. So two talented drivers, Williams mm-hmm. on the rise. Um, Williams definitely on the rise. Uh, yep, they've got um, they've got the Mercedes backing. Um, Potentially not for much longer. Oh, really? So apparently, this is what's going to be part of the deal. So, so Alpine is is Renault mm-hmm. now. Apparently. So Alpine is Alpine owns Oscar Piastri's contract status. So what they would what apparently yeah. they're doing is Piastri is going to get that seat, and in return Williams is going to get the backing of Renault or Alpine engines instead of Mercedes, oh. but at a you know whatever cost or whatever. And because Formula One is such an expensive expensive yeah. sport, uh, Mercedes have had their their real issues with this season and the porpoising. Uh, I would have so, thought, yeah, I just would have thought them having a feeder, you know, like the way they got mm, um, Georgie. Yep. Uh, what's his? George, George Russell. Russell. Yeah, the way yep. they got George Russell, that feeder program, same as how Red Bull have with... Um, uh, Alpha Terry. Yeah. Ah, interesting. Like Piastri's won F3, yep. then he went and won F2, yep. and then he had nowhere to go. Yeah, anyway, but you, F1. Yeah. yeah. You can't... You can't argue with the you can't argue with the what do you call it with results. So yeah, let me tell you about the guy he's potentially replacing last week and his last race. Okay. So he's Canadian. Yep. His dad owns like a coffee company, something like that. Like a stupid amount of money. And so his home race, the uh, Montreal, mm-hmm. which I've been to. Wee oui, wee. Oui. Yeah, Montreal. He hit a groundhog. <laughs> He hit a groundhog. He hit a groundhog. Oh, jeez. Ran across the track and he was in a braking zone. I feel like there are, I'm not going to say there are 19 other drivers on the grid who would have missed that because there's another couple of bunnies, as you like, as you just called them, which I like that phrase. Yep. I reckon there's 17 drivers on the tra- <laughs> on the grid who, who missed that and he knows that he should have missed it too and he was so dejected. He's like, oh, I just hit a groundhog. <laughs> um. The groundhog wasn't harmed, by the way, everybody. He was, <laughs> he, he was out <laughs> cold and out quick. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Even in prayers. a break. <laughs> yeah. uh, thoughts and prayers to the groundhog because even in a breaking zone, you're getting clipped at about 200. <laughs> you are getting clipped, but that's painless. Quick and plain. Yeah, painless. <laughs> <laughs> Let's uh, hope he doesn't have to relive that. <laughs> well, the good day. thing is he won't have to probably worry about that next year. 
Um, unless he's no. going to hit a groundhog on his Sunday drive to Sobeys. Canadian <laughs> people would understand what I'm yeah. saying there. Yeah. You, yeah. Wouldn't. Uh, so those are headlines. Good. Good stuff. Good headlines. Comprehensive. Strong headlines. You know what the hardest thing about us taking, going so long in between episodes has been? What's that? I haven't been able to buy and I haven't been able to sell. Mm, stock market. It's back, baby. Ooh, we love it. Take it away, Matthew McConaughey. Who am I buying? What am I buying? My first buy is... I'm not afraid to say it. I love him. Oh. I'm in love with him. Oh. Craig. McRae. Fly. McRae. <laughs> Nuffy. He is just, he's a beautiful man. He's a gorgeous <laughs> man. This has and got nothing to do with his football coaching. No, it's everything to do with his football <laughs> coaching. And if, uh, look, if Bob Hawke wasn't already my old man, I'd want Fly McRae as my old man. Just, you know... You know how like some people have like support dogs or support animals. Like, like they they they're they're afraid of it happens more in the states, but if they're afraid of flying, they'll bring on their little cat or something as a mm-hmm. support. I have a greyhound. He's a support greyhound. There you go. Because I hate human beings. <laughs> it's not because I'm scared. I just hate them. Well, I would I would have fly as my support <laughs> person. Your support just, human. Yeah, support human. Just to just to get me through. <laughs> Just to get, no, Does your Tim, wife listen no, to this? Tim, that's yeah, uh, that's, that's right. You can still have a wife and a support person. You can still have yeah. a, a greyhound and a. But would, how would she react to hearing that? Would she not be thrilled? She's a Brisbane Lions supporter, so I'm sure oh, she'd be. <laughs> she. She's like he's already mine. He's already, he's already <laughs> delivered three premierships. That's fine. Um, yeah, look, he's, he's get the fourth. I, I, it's just you know when someone's able to articulate the whole um, and communicate. Uh, in terms of just the modern modern coaches need empathy. They need yeah. to. Be, it's all about building relationships. How many times do we have to say it? Yeah, but he's also but he's able to communicate that and and in a good way. Yeah, and explain it really easily for for people to digest. He's you know, and it's not by chance. He's mm. had a really long apprenticeship to get to where he's oh got to. He has he has he paid and his dues, and it was a really shrewd pick. Um, and look, honestly, I'm super excited. I'm genuinely excited for the future because I just think you can tell the players are buying in. Mm-hmm. I, you know, the reason why Nathan Buckley said he'd, he'd had enough was because he's like, oh, I, I'm not here. I can't commit to the next four or five year rebuild. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, don't look now, but Collingwood are probably going to play finals. It's yeah. a rebuild on the run. It's a refresh, whatever you want to call it. But it just goes to show that. Doesn't matter what type of workplace, if you get the right leader on and you get everyone buying in, you're going to have success. So, and look, by, I'm not saying Collingwood have done anything at the moment. You know, season's still going, but the signs are there, and I just think he's uh, very likable and very um, someone that you can uh, relate to. Um, and yeah, as I said, I'd love him. Uh, so it's a good first buy. Thank you. Good first buy. Now my first buy. 
is a lady named Minji Lee. Now, if you are not familiar with her, no, she is one of the best golfers in the world right now, men's and women's. She's Australian? She's Australian. She won something recently, yeah? Yep. So she won the US Women's Open. Yeah, right. That's which was it, yeah. the uh, the largest build uh, tournament in women golf, women's golf history. Yep. So that basically just means biggest prize pool. So she won a, a cool 1.8 mil nice. in USD. Um, so it's about... Three mil Australian. I'm gonna read out her I'm gonna read out her season for you. Okay. So I'm gonna go in orders of just basically from last results to earliest. Mm-hmm. So she just finished tied for second at the PGA championship. Yep. Before that, eighteenth. Mm-hmm. Before that she won. Mm-hmm. Before that she won. Then she came thirteenth. She came third, twelfth, twenty third, twelfth, second. She's consistent. That's her year. That's a she, super year. And, and you know what? It's an absolute tragedy that she is not being spoken about um, uh, uh, in, yeah, the, in yeah, the Australian exactly. media. Because yeah. I had only just uh, registered when you mm. said her name, but, uh, yeah, I don't think she's clearly not getting the recognition. No, 20, 26 years old, two-time, two-time Olympian. Oh, she's, got the, she's got a life ahead of her. She has an absolute life ahead of her is the best golfer in the world right now in the women's game. And if it wasn't for Scotty Scheffler having the season that he's having uh, on the men's side, she's she's probably taking both. Now, she is just absolutely... Do we know where she's... Like, is she a Victorian? Is she a big Victorian? Is she Good a, question. I have absolutely no idea. Yeah, sorry, question without notes. Um, <laughs> question without notes. She does have a brother who's also a professional golfer um, who who is making a great name for him, him, himself. Yeah, younger. Uh, I believe he is younger. Question without notice, <laughs> or he could, or he could be older. Um, it's one of those. Or they could be twins. Or they could be, they could be twins. Um, so yeah, she's my first buy because yeah, great. Um, no, super consistent. The the women's game has so many so many great great names. Canadian Brooke Henderson, one of my favorite golfers to watch. She's absolutely just stripes the absolute. Um, the, yep, stripes the ball. Yeah, uh, yeah. so. So massive shout out to her, and yeah, I hope she I hope she can win the um the what's called the race to the CME, which is basically the you know the FedEx Cup for yeah the uh the L LPGA. So yeah, shout yeah, out to good her. Good on her. Yeah, good good start. Good strong buy. Thank you. Um, this I don't know, maybe not. Uh, no, my next one is I've always I've always loved this AFL jumper, right? <laughs> I love your fa- your the face you just made. You were like, it was kind of like a stay with me, stay with me, but don't and 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 listen, just stay with me. Um, I reckon it's the best footy jumper of all time. Okay, it, it's no longer in existence. I.e., there's not a team that wears it. Yeah, right. Okay, um, but it's the Brisbane Bears long sleeve woolen jumper. Oh, it is. Do you know? Uh, yeah, I do. I was so close to having long sleeve, long sleeve AFL jumpers as one of my buys. It it is well, yeah, because long sleeve AFL jumpers are gorgeous. But the Brisbane Bears one is just look. We'll, we'll post, we'll post a photo, yeah. and, and we can ask, is this the best of all time? I reckon it mm. is. Yeah, you know, take your bias away. You know, so if you're fucking Hawthorne supporter, when no one's no one's picking the. Poos and Wee's colour. We don't... Hey, we, we don't hate your clump, okay? 
If we don't, it's, it's nothing to do with it's you. Got nothing to do with you. It's not personal. Um, don't take it personally. Look, it's it's and some of these woolen jumpers, look, they are XE like uh, to buy a Brisbane Bears long sleeve woolen jumper is two hundred and thirty bucks. It's just a bit too much for me. But yeah, gee whiz, I'm close to buying one because it is just have, a gorgeous. Have you checked jumper. Savers recently? Well, because there's a lot of good jerseys floating around there. If there's a Brisbane Bears woolen jumper floating around Savers, please. Uh, listeners, if you spot one, please the, let us know. In the armpit of the Diamond Valley. <laughs> <laughs> What's what size? Are we allowed to? I'm a, I'm a large. That's fine. Yeah. yeah, yeah Is yeah. it a snug large? Because I'm a snug XL. No, no I'm a that. I'm a sort of. Uh, no, like a large. This is a large. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Uh, Once again. Again, not great for listeners, but <laughs> it's a it's a nice fit. Um, but yeah, the, the Brisbane Bear, the Brisbane Bears jumper, and it's only because it's it's just recently become available that it sprung to mind. Um, I did. I feel like I saw that. I saw a bunch of these. Old yeah, yeah. I think the Frio, available. the old Frio one, which is also not bad. It, that's hit me real hard. Yeah, the, uh, the uh, anchor Clive Waterhouse is not mm, the back. real Clive Waterhouse area. So look, uh, woolen jumpers, long sleeve jumpers, great. Brisbane Bears, the best. My next buy, I sort of spoke about this earlier, mm-hmm. uh, or. Hinted on it earlier. Yes. Sri Lankan cricket crowds. Mm. Now, you sort of touched on uh, what that country is going through. Yeah. Absolute, uh, absolute heartache. Some of the stuff that I've heard from some of the Sri Lankan people that, that I know who are involved with Lower Plenty Cricket Club, you and me are future life members at. Uh, yeah, amazingly not already, but yeah. Yeah. It, it Honestly, like, you know, we're talking about, you know, having to send over toiletries. Because yeah, they can't get that. The, the, a dire situation. It's but, so yeah. dire to see, and we sort of spoke about before, as like sports such a great healer. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, you know, a test series is not going to, you know, take all of that away, but it's a distraction, mm. which a lot of people do. Sri Lanka is such a such a large and passionate cricket community. And that's community. what it is for a, for a lot of people. Sport is a, a pleasant distraction from mm-hmm. the, um, you know, the rough stuff they're going through in, in their day-to-day. For yeah. Sure. And look, uh, we just finished the fifth one one day, and you know, you see that like they had signs in the crowd saying, you know, like, well, uh, like, so thank you, Australia, thank you, Australia, yeah. and stuff like that. Because like, how easy would have would have it been for the ACB to not go to Sri Lanka? Yeah, and I'm sure it was a conversation they had. Hundred percent, it would have been a conversation. The same conversation they would have had about Pakistan. Yeah, but at some point, you need to. I'm not saying like obviously public safety, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But you, you can't put anyone in danger, but by the same, yeah, it's it's the international cricket. Yeah, council. We so need you to, have to be. We need be to grow. To we need to help grow. Yeah, exactly. Grow the game and play internationally. Yeah. yeah, and you know some of these, some of these kids, you know, they probably never seen Dave Warner. They've never seen Steve Smith. They've, you know, the yeah Pat Cummins. Pat Cummins. You know, you know, you know, these guys that these, you know. We're so we're so lucky. Yeah. We're so lucky to see every like all the time whenever we want. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, Matt. Honestly, like I was, I was actually happy that they won the the one day series. Don't yeah. get me wrong. I hope we crush them in the tests. Um. But yeah, it, it's really good to see a once thriving test nation like. So you, you remember back in the day, you know, guys like. Kumar Sangakara, Marvin Adipadu, Chaminda yep. Vas. Yeah. Do you right. have anyone? <laughs> no. 
<laughs> Sanaf Jaya Surya. Like, oh yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. No. Like um, all of these, all of these. They had some. Yeah, they had some great players. And yeah, but it was that era in the sort of nineties to two thousands. Two thousands. It's where, when it's when the West Indies were good too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but like, they were household names. No, they were, and like I, I've spoken about it numerous times. Like when we when we we touched on like Shane Warne, like my best memories of my life, which is really sad to say. Actually, probably not. No, not, yes not, no, no. not not sad. It's just like being down, like my grandparents' old beach house, yeah, no, like that, watching the cricket with my old sad. man, and it's nostalgia, my friend. It's oh, it's it's so good. Like just sitting on the couch doing nothing and watching these like absolute legends. Yeah, most of whom play for Endeavour Hills now in sub districts. So. So yeah, I'm buying the Sri Lankan cricket crowds. I hope they absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, no, they deserved. They deserve a bit of, um, you know, a bit of an escape. A bit of an escape, and hopefully things, um, hopefully things turn around in that country because they're beautiful people and they thoroughly deserve some uh, some good news. My next buying. Look, this is a bit random, but it's it's just when you see something you like and you're like, you know what? No, hats off to this bloke. Um, and I'm I'm big on the merging of sort of sports and pop culture. Like the Ringer Network do it really well. They're a competitor to us, obviously, so we won't spruik them up too much. But um, <laughs> and I cannot stand the owner of the Ringer. Uh, you don't like, like Bill Simmons? I fucking hate Boston. I told you, I fucking hate Boston. Okay, okay, yeah, great accents. Um, the sports, yeah. it just does me. Yeah, no fair. Anyway, um, but Richo, as in. Richmond legend Matthew Richo, Richo Man Richardson. He's he's tasting music and he puts it out there a fair bit on his Twitter. Okay. And just his um, – so I'm talking about the melding here of sport. Obviously, he's a mm. Melbourne sport icon. Uh, and he's, you know, he's big on a lot of the bands that I'm big on, the Strokes, PJ Harvey, the Mars Volta – you know, he'll, he'll all the big names. He'll dive into a bit of faith no more on ATDC. Ooh, a bit of, bit of, and he's FNM. just, and he's just. I saw him at a Weezer concert at the Ooh. at the My Music Bar, and I was okay. just like, Richo, good for you, my man. Having <laughs> a crack. And then I saw him, and then the when Pearl Jam came out in would have been around like two thousand eight, two thousand nine. They played, and bloody Eddie Vedder wore the Richo um, jumper like, on stage. Yeah, and I just thought, anyway. Big fan of Retro's taste of music. I'm buying. That's what you're buying. I yeah. love that. Yeah, that's such an obscure buy. Yeah, well, that's that's what I'm here for. I, that's so. That's I'm gonna I'm bu- I'm gonna buy your obscure buy. <laughs> yeah, it's super obscure, but he's he just keeps posting good music, and I'm just like, God damn, Richo, hats off to you, my man. Love to have a beer with him. Actually, Retro's one of those players. Every now and again, when I um, do a shoot with an AFL play, I'd, you go. Oh, Imagine having to like literally line up on this bloke, like he's centre half yeah. back. You're you're centre half back. How tall he's are you? A, I'm six foot. Yeah, right. Okay, so be, I'm six. I'm six three. He'd be like six six. Yeah, but even like yeah, um, Joey Danaher's and these guys, like, you actually see him in the flesh, and you go, imagine having to line up against him, mm. grab the jumper. You're playing on him today. Yeah. You would get like sl- I slaughtered. would get slaughtered. Yeah, and he was one of them because he would run like a gazelle. Oh, he's down. a fitness freak. Yeah, massive yeah. mark. Like, yeah. Anyway, I feel like that was one of the most underrated parts of his game that people his, didn't. his endurance. Yeah, he's in like he was a like a workhorse. I feel like well, that's why he when he went to the wing late in his career, nearly won the brown lows because yeah. he he was able to just just run and he's so mm. big, such a hard matchup. Bit was like that, bit like Kudafides. Yes, yes. Mm. I don't think. I don't think um, 
we truly recognise some of the greats for what they are. We recognise them as greats, but we don't yeah, probably what, give them what makes them great. You mean props, like yeah, like like Adam Goods. Yeah, the, the fact that Adam Goods won two Brownlows in like different positions. Yeah, exactly. Is like I'm like that's I'm sorry like that's so, so the, the birth of the versatile Ruckman. Yeah, was one of them. Yeah, yeah, and that's like because Ruckman for so long were like this. Like tall dinosaur who yeah. like you would never want them to kick the ball and he's another just, one where if you saw him you'd go jeez oh, how do I go against this oh he my god he me. would slaughter I feel like he would slaughter me now yeah like he would because I played the ruck and I played it so so badly but like it, he he I'm not gonna say he was the reason why like players like Dean Cox came but like no he was definitely one of the first but, but he was and yeah. like Dean him and Dean Cox before like, him it was your Scotty Wines your Justin Maddens your yeah, Sean Renz your Paul the Fish Salmon Paul the Fish Salmon yeah just like the truly change for the better yeah absolutely like I'm not going to say they're unicorns because there's like obviously like a unicorn is like one of them right yeah but like they they were truly like game changers and I don't think that they get anywhere I, that, I, I would say Richo is probably closer to a unicorn because he he went from kicking 800 goals to, to playing, playing on, the, on wing. the wing and nearly winning a Brownlow. Especially when you think about... Not what many the, people could do that. Yeah, what do you think about the, the winger nowadays? Yeah. Like, that's almost, like, un, almost like... Yeah. You, well, the winger these Jeremy days... Jeremy Cameron. Do you feel like Jeremy yeah, Cameron? Yeah, he could, could probably do it, actually, yeah. 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 But I feel but like... He's, a, he's probably one of the best players in the comp right now. Yeah. Oh, he'd be top three. Yeah, exactly. Who's your top three? He's one... I still he's had a he's had a lean patch, but I still think Petrarca yeah is going to be the best player in September. Mm-hmm. I think he might just be injured a little bit or something's going on at the moment. Um, mm. um oh, and whoever wins the brown though, no, I don't. I'm not sure. It's, it's pretty. It's pretty. After that, it's it's hard to say who who you got. I know who my three are. Mm. So one is Clayton Oliver. Yeah. Two is Sam Walsh. Yep. And three is Jeremy Cameron. Yeah, okay. in order? Yeah, okay. in that order. And actually, Charlie Kernow. Oh, boy. Yeah. He's, uh, he's playing some good footy. It's, when you look at Carlton's drafts, they've had... They so, had a lot of bites so, of the cherry. <laughs> they've had a lot of bites of the cherry, but he was he was always... He always had this promise. Who's my <laughs> AFL com- comparison? Um, Probably the West Coast Ruckman who had two kicks on the weekend. Like he was brutal. Uh, I was going to say Daniel Chick. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's my housemate. Who's <laughs> actually missing half a digit. <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, I've, we completely got sidetracked there. I yeah, don't sorry. Know that's, uh, but that's my, my, <laughs> that was my last buying, which was Richo's Tasting Music. There you go. Uh, my last buying, I've had a lot of good food ones on this. Yeah, I, I enjoy of, it. Well... I feel like your food ones have sort of deteriorated. Like your last one was Buddy Cotty's Ice Magic. Yeah. What's next? Air fries. <laughs> oh no, that's a good buy. Yeah. They change your life. I, and I understand that I'm late to this party. No, but that's okay. Oh, and I don't care. I'm yeah. late. I'm late to a lot of parties. Yep. Like I went to I went out for dinner last week and I had a, a bow. B A O movement. <laughs> I did after a, a BAO like the, like a yeah like usually in a lettuce nah in the, in the little the little white soft mm. what are they called 
You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I think they're called bows. I don't know. But, um, you know, I was talking about it at work today and I was kind of like, I was talking about them and they're like, yeah, look at you getting a bit of culture. I'm like, I'm like where have they been hiding for the last 32 years? Um, so, yeah, I'm very late to a lot of parties. No, but the air fryer is a, it, it is a game changer. It literally, I can't think of anything that's made my life easier. No, exactly. Like, and I basically now, I've, I've become so lazy. Mm. I will not eat something <laughs> if it doesn't go in the microwave or in the air fryer. <laughs> so when I shop, you know how people are like, oh, I can't get lettuce, I can't get strawberries. doesn't bother me. All I have is frozen and processed, baby. Well, and look at you. And look at me. <laughs> I'm a lean you in are some areas. <laughs> it is, uh, oh man, it's so good. And just, you know, especially when you've had a you know, couple of uh, cheeky cordials. beers, cordials, um, gets to about 10.30, you get, the, you get the, you know, I'm a little bit hungry. What's in the freezer? Mate, whatever you want it to be. Whatever. Just chuck it in the air fryer. Away yeah, you bang. go. An English muffin, yeah. crack an egg into it, bang. some bacon into it, some cheese, put it it's in there. Just, and it's perfectly it's cooked. Just, it, is, it is the best. It's better than sliced bread. Bone apple tea. <laughs> treat yourself. So, yeah, I'm yeah. buying air Hashtag fryers. treat yourself. Yeah, if you haven't got an air fryer, get one. Get one. It Seriously, like. Well, you're not too late. It doesn't matter. No. Like Audi, you, Audi are selling them at a, a good click. Honestly. The biggest problem with them is that some of them don't hold enough. No. Yeah, because um, you can get you volume can get roasts and you can put yeah. roasts you and want, stuff in there. You need, you need one of those big girthy ones. Yeah, you need a lot of girth. You need a yeah. lot of area, a lot of mass. Yeah, the one I have has got a bit of girth, which is good to have that for a change. Yeah, I may need to upgrade. Yeah, I feel like I'm a little bit girthless. Yeah, with my air fryer. <laughs> Trust me, I've been. <laughs> we're, we're, we're singing from the same hymn sheet. <laughs> so that's my last buy. Goodbye. Thank you. Um. You've got... I've got so much to sell. Oh, you start. I said before, like, selling is just great. I yeah, love you selling. Like, you like just sort of sitting, you know, on the top of the tower and just yeah. hitting people between the eyes. So the first one is Lando Norris. So Lando uh, Norris... yeah, okay. The teammate of Daniel Ricciardo. Yep, McLaren. McLaren, youngster, superstar. No question. Very, very talented driver. Yep. But a sook. Wow. And I, Are you talking ambulance? Oh, he honestly has got a ambulance with number plate Norris 4, which is his number. So it's a personalised number plate just for him. Personalised ambulance. Now, the way Formula 1 teams work, especially for midfield teams like McLaren are. McLaren's, it's, it's just points, banking points, right? It's just banking points. McLaren's car is a piece of crap. Yep. I'm not talking like my Toyota Camry Sportivo V6 with a spoiler, which you just see ooning through the valley. But within the speed limit. Within the speed limit. Unfortunately, I've had a couple of tickets lately. Oh, come on. That's okay. Behave. (laughs) Now, Daniel Ricciardo is a team player. Yep. Now, he's done a couple of, uh, in the Australian race, he played the team game yeah, and, to help and, Lando and last year, quite a result. few times last year. Quite a few times. And at the Azerbaijan mm-hmm. uh, Grand Prix, um, they were both on different strategies. Um, and Ricardo basically protected Norris from the from the pack. Like Ricardo was on a was on a slower tire and he was quicker than him. Yeah. And he protected him from it. And then basically came to the end. 
uh, and Ricardo was put on a quicker tyre, wasn't really working with the car, and Norris was basically just huffing and puffing on the radio. He's like, we should be swapping. It's always, it's always, it feels like always British athletes are this, oh, yeah, this knew, real. Uh, you do have a, you do not like Britain. No, I, I really don't. My brother's moving to Britain. So it's going to be a really hard buy for me to buy tickets to go there. <laughs> They're in France. I, I will not be welcomed in Britain or in France. Okay. Which is fine. I'll be loved in Ireland, Scotland, maybe Moldova. I don't know. Other places Wales. in Europe, Wales, whatever. He's carrying on. He's 21, 22. Well, maybe is that what it is? He just needs to mature up a bit. He's very talented. Daniel Ricciardo has eight Formula One wins. Yeah. Leonard Norris has Including none. one last year and Norris Correct. didn't get one. Leonard Norris doesn't have any. I've absolutely had enough of him carrying on, not taking, not playing the team game. Grow up. Ooh, get out of my crosshairs. You have come off the long run here. You have pushed off even, the fence. He's got a smack, but that's not even the worst smack I'm about to give out. <laughs> oh, boy. So there's, the first, there's the first one. Um, my first selling is now I love a good, like a good brand collaboration. Um, you know, so I've got like a pair of, um, like you and me, exactly two strong brands combining to form just a, one a, weak hairline. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like I've got an Adidas Reebok Insta Pump Fury shoes, which okay. are, yeah. yeah, which are they're grouse, yeah, like, you know, it's an Adidas, Adidas Reebok collaboration. Now, there's a new collaboration. I don't know if you saw these. It's Adidas um, and Gucci. Oh. And it's an Adidas Gucci collection. Now, honestly, it does look look it's pretentious as fuck. But the price point is outrageous. I'm on a single dad salary. I can't I can't afford that. Oh, I don't think anyone look so look, granted they look, you know, elite. The lowest entry point is for a pair of socks. Oh, don't. Now, how much, I want you to guess, please, how much do you think the pair of socks they are selling is worth? Oh, this would be like something stupid, like 500 bucks. No, no, a little bit, a bit less. It's, <laughs> it's 325 That is fucking absurd. That's, that's your entry point. If you want to get an Adidas Gucci collection item, your entry point is a pair of socks for 325 Do you know what you can get for that for $325 in Melbourne? On a Friday night or... On a Saturday night as well. <laughs> And also on a weeknight, if you want, if you want to partake on a school night, is it something the twenty-eight-year-old male sort of promotes? <laughs> it's in his wheelhouse. It's in his wheelhouse. <laughs> now, a pair of socks, three twenty-five. A cap, oh. eight twenty-five. Oh. A t-shirt, nine sixty. Question we, for you. Sorry. Yeah. How often? How many wears do you get out of a shirt before you're like, oh, it's it's lost its new shirt, kind of a like <sighs> it's not fun. not appeal look like you you know yeah, when yeah, a short yeah. when a shirt. Honestly, becomes. I still have items that I bought in the like I bought a um, Adidas Muhammad Ali track jacket and it's elite. Yeah, and I bought that in two thousand and seven, and I still have it, and it looks still looks. How many times have you worn that? Honestly, uh, uh, I'd say less than fifty. Okay, that's all right. But but I, I know your point. Like, but and I've also noticed sidetracking a little bit during since COVID's happened and working from home that I've got like I own maybe like twenty t-shirts 
and oh, I've got really? about and I've got about three in rotation. Oh Jesus! <laughs> you know, I'll just wear yeah. the same. Like just they're the sort of go tos for whatever reason. Yeah. I reckon I own at least twenty uh, Hard Rock Cafe t shirts, like not including what else <laughs> I have in in the and that they're yeah, all. I'll just, on, I'll just, yeah, I'll just, you know, they're wear, all in wash, wear, wash, wear, wash, but it's always the same three or four. Anyway, um, right. So price point, right down to the. The Adidas Gucci jackets are three thousand nine hundred twenty-five. Fuck off! Honestly, and the most expensive is the duffel bag for five thousand six hundred fifteen. Now, I'm so, so I'm selling this collaboration. Yeah, just because it's a little bit unaffordable. <laughs> it's a little bit unaffordable. <laughs> There's like an additional sell. People who are buying that. Well, if you're if you're the cost of living is so high in Australia, like in the world. Oh, you have to be a multi to buy that shit. Like but, but what what enjoyment what do you get out of a duffel bag? Like, well, what, like I mean, explain it's to a me. real it's just an alpha dog sort of big boy oh. move, isn't it? Like you bring it in a Adidas Gucci bag into the um you know, fitness first, people are gonna be like, Oh yeah, okay. It's yeah. a bit Shout out to Let's Quick Fit Montmorency. I would never go to a fitness first. <laughs> I would never go to a gym. Um, <laughs> it's all right. As, as, it evidence, <laughs> as evidence. Um, yeah, look, I think you've got to be a multi just to even be looking at that stuff. But it's, uh, yeah, staggering. Oh. And you're right. Inflation, the cost of living. Lettuce. We've talked about lettuce. We've talked about straws. We've talked about avocados. Like, come on. That's why I don't have a house. I love avocados. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's that brutal. That is yeah, brutal. yeah. So that's my first sell. I like it. I like it. My second one, and get ready because here comes another smack off the off the long run. Off the long run. My next sell is Adrian Woj Wojnarowski. Okay, interesting. Yeah, explain yourself. Now this imbecile <laughs> tweeted very late at night. Mm. After I'd had a couple of cordials, yeah, that the draft was going to go pick one here, pick two there, and pick three here. So me, being a curious-minded soul, mm-hmm. thought I'd venture onto the, the various betting websites that I've oh, participated in. I see where this is going, yes. And you know what? I saw some fruit in front of me, the forbidden fruit. Mm-hmm. And because you know what I said to myself? I said... When's Woj ever wrong? They call him Woj Bomb because he just drops bombs. He's, he is rarely wrong, absolutely. He's never wrong. Well, it's his reputation. So he, if he's putting it out there and he's wrong, that hurts his credibility. Yep. Correct. And this man, so I'm selling him for that reason, but I'm also selling him because this guy literally ruins the draft. So he, Well, it's not just him though, by the way. Shams Charina or yeah, Shams yeah. Charia. Yeah. He can fuck off too. Yeah. This is like the best night of these kids' lives. Yeah, I, it's very funny you say this because this was going to be one of my sales. So, um, and I, but I, but then I also thought, um, one school of thought is just put your social media down and just watch the telecast without having to worry about them. But I also get that if you're a family member, if you're somebody invested. Or you just mm. a human who's on social media. You're going to find out. Before. Yeah, to find it out. does. It does sully the broadcast for sure, which makes no sense. He is an ESPN employee. 
Yeah, but ESPN broadcast the draft. Yeah, but you got to remember what they did to get. So he was an arrival. He was at um, what was it? What was it called? It was uh, called something weird. It was yeah, something real obscure. I, yeah, I can't remember. What, but they they big bucked him to come across the ESPN. But part that on the provider. Yeah. Well, fuck ESPN can get a smack too. Well, that well, maybe, it like it literally ruins their broadcast. Yeah. Like like most of the people. Well, he comes in and says, "Well, any any terms that I mean, which is, yeah, you, yeah." They he, made him change. Yeah, they made him change. So it's yeah. like um, are interested in as opposed to saying are taking, which is ridiculous because everyone knows that. Yeah. That's what, yeah. So here's the thing. That alters a lot of money. That alters yeah. a lot of like big, big markets. And he's allowed to bet on it, I would assume. So he basically goes, so who was the guy who went third? Because I'm not that familiar. Uh, it was a guy who was speculated to go first. Um, Jalen something? Junior. He was a something. Some, he was a junior. Jakari Smith? Jabari Smith? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jabari yeah. Smith. Yep. So he's like a $3. Junior. Yeah, he's <laughs> junior. Sorry, sorry. My bad. Sorry to sorry, apologize yeah. for saying it. <laughs> But he's like three dollars. So when yep. Woj tweets that, ten minutes later he's a dollar oh one. Now that pushes uh, Paolo Banchero, one of the all-time fucking names. Yeah, that is great such name. a There's good actually name. a lot of good names in that draft. There's a lot of great names. Um, that pushes him out to like ten bucks. Yeah. If because Woj, the same reason because he doesn't. It's his reputation. He's his not reputation. Tweet it if it's wrong. Yeah, but his reputation, you know. But it's also not a bad thing because now if these... It is a bad if thing these, well, for me. Yes, but And for other people. Term, I if, couldn't if, afford to ban me the next day. <laughs> if these insiders are starting to not get it right, i.e., you know, they're not leaking as much, that can only be a good thing. Correct. So, I don't know, maybe short-term pain, long-term gain. Mm. Either way, I've hated the way he does this at drafts for years. Yeah, and, and look, I think me. yeah, look, I understand why he does it because if you got if you got a literally the, your opposition bloke, the bloke who challenges you for the most scoops and blah blah blah, doing it as well, you either uh, you can't just let him just pissing. it's a pissing contest. Yeah, it's an ego, absolutely it is. Yeah, well, you know what, champs, you can get a smack too. Yeah, no, I agree. Look, I think it does sully it, um, but you do have the choice of just. Putting down the old Twitter, I suppose. Well, but it depends. Twitter is the worst place in the world. Like, I'm convinced that there's no good comes of Twitter. I feel like you're only on Twitter to just tweet shop early, and then you log off and you just you miss all of the stuff that I that I see. I see the worst of the worst, and yeah. you're just like shop yeah, early I, pies. I, I'll go in there. I'll go shop early pies, and they do. <laughs> they do, and it's because I feel like it's, it's if anything, it's a superstition now. It's like yeah. you know, I, I need to write it, otherwise we won't shop early, and we're at a risk of losing. <laughs> uh, that's how feeble my mind is. Yeah. No. Nah, so there you go. There's my second one. Adrian joining Lando in the smack train. Toot <laughs> <laughs> toot. My next one, we've sort of hinted at it a little bit in this podcast, but I don't like people putting strange things in my mouth. <laughs> I could see something was bothering you. And as I said to you, now, it was only a suggestion. <laughs> Last weekend, I had a craving for a souvlaki. A kebab, if you will. Lamb is my... Uh, okay. Kebab of choice Anyway So I went to the kebab house Oh in Eltham I don't know I don't know I was actually in Heidelberg I don't want to name The name of this shop Oh so it was just Because oh, there just, is a place Called kebab okay, house well, I think Okay well apologies Because it's not them Okay 
sponsors of the show potentially. Potentially. Um, and ordered ordered the Suva. No worries. You know, just just you just order it, and then you, you yeah, and then I'm on my phone. I'm looking at Woj's tweets, whatever. <laughs> right, I'm not paying attention to what's going on. I, I just yeah yeah, give me the works, give me the hot chili. You know the drill. Just give me everything. Anyway, so got it. Got home. Started to gnaw into it. Well, oh, no. And if bloody cheeky little bastards have gone with the cabbage instead no! of lettuce. Oh, fuck. I was going off about this today. Now, oh. just because KFC have done it, it does not give you the right. Oh. And But my bugbear with it is no sign or warning or saying we are now using cabbage. Because you wouldn't have got it. No, I fucking yeah. wouldn't. It makes a huge difference. Someone said to yes. me, what difference does it make? It's a massive difference. Well, there, uh, there's a reason why they don't use cabbage normally. Exactly. Because uh, it tastes like ass. Because it tastes like <laughs> cabbage. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I'm selling people putting cabbage in my mouth without me knowing about it because that that's what bugged me. It's just, I bit into it. I was like, what oh. has happened here? And because I wasn't paying attention, because I was... so mad. Not happy. I was not. I have written them off. I will never go there again. Yeah. No. One hundred percent. Name and shame them. No, I won't. I won't because a small business. You know, small business did it tough during COVID. I'm a. I'm a good bloke. I'm Are a good you? guy. No. I would I'm, name and shame them in a second. No. Well, no. I'm not going to name. I'm not going to do it. But all I will say is, if you're ordering, in the, uh, I think this um, lettuce crisis will be over in six weeks. But <laughs> that's what. That's what KFC have stated. They're going to put lettuce really? back in you know, six to eight weeks. Um, I refuse to go to KFC. The untold damage to KFC must be enormous, by the way. Anyway, yeah. um, if in the next six weeks you are somewhere where you would normally expect an iceberg lettuce in your meal, mm. check the bay-marie, check the ingredient shelf, see what they're doing because don't don't be like me. No. Let, let me be... Don't relax. Yeah. I am be the, vigilant, please. Please check, make sure they haven't cabbaged you. Mm, yeah, because I got cabbaged, and it wasn't nice. No, it's awful. And well, was that expected too? Oh, jeez. You know what? I'd take a rocket. I'd take a rocket. Oh, hundred percent. I'd take kale. Well, oh, don't I would take kale, kale over ca- cabbage. Is so bad. Rocket's a good alternative. Rocket's a rocket's a great alternative. Um, and there's other forms of lettuce out there. Cost yeah. cost lettuce. You know, yeah. there's a lot of lettuces. It's yeah. not just iceberg. No, but and, and it's just it's tight. You know, you can get it. It's not like there's a shortage of it. It's no. not like you can buy it. Yeah. And if you're a small business, buy the lettuce. Honestly, please. like don't don't. I mean, anyway. So I got cabbaged, guys. Absolutely embarrassing. Uh, my next one. Now, I literally texted you today mm. and I said I've got it, I've added another one. Yep. And it may be the biggest fuckwit in the world. You, you, you said, I'm mad. I've just added one. Maybe the biggest fuckwit in the entire universe. <laughs> and you know what? I'm not wrong. And universe should give it away. What shape is the universe? Well, the universe doesn't have a shape. It's infinite. Are you talking about like a Miss Universe or a Mr. Universe? What shape is the world? The world's round. What do... Corey thinks it's flat, but... Really? Corey That's funny because he's the biggest fuckwit in the universe. Gotcha. Corey Irving. Yeah. Once again, 
just finds his way into my into my kitchen, which <laughs> I'm you absolutely don't want to be there. Not thrilled about. So, for some reason, this bloke genuinely must have some kind of radar which goes, "Oh shit, I'm not in the news, and I haven't been in the news for a couple of months. Must be time to get back in." Yeah. And so he's done a little song and dance. He's opted in to get a $37 million contract. Because no one wanted to give him the max. Because no one wanted to give him because the max. Because he's a... Absolute fuckwit. Now, this is what Allegedly. the fuckwit said. No. <laughs> I don't care. He can sue me. Oh, he's got money. He doesn't, he's got money. I don't care. I've got two lawyers now. <laughs> True. I've got, a, I've got a team. Normal... This is what he said today. Yeah, right? okay. Normal people keep the world going. But those who dare to be different lead us into tomorrow. I've made my decision to opt in. See you in the fall. I'm sorry. Are you curing cancer? <laughs> or are you going to get $37 million to play mediocre basketball? Well, here's the thing, right? He's not the... If, if he was like the second person in the world to ever opt in, that would be a true statement. But opting in is a common occurrence in the John Wall just opted in and made yeah. $47 million and he looks like me right now, <laughs> physically. So opting in is not a, um outlier. It's a it's a common practice. So that statement is weird. He's a, you think, I think it's fair to say he's a weird cat. He brought Sage to mm. the Boston Garden and burnt it. Because there was a lettuce shortage. Because there was... <laughs> Because the Boston Garden was selling singers <laughs> with cabbage. <laughs> oh, no. uh, look, he's he's a and uh, Melbourne born too. Could have played for a could have oh. played for the Boomers. Could have been a Boomer. I'm so glad he. I'm so glad he hasn't. Because honestly, like, I, I I can't have I can't have any more of him. And I'm not even an NBA fan. Yeah, well, I mean, imagine if I was an NBA he's, fan. He's ruffled your feathers, and you're not even. Invested. You know what? I let I let people get into my kitchen way too easy, <laughs> and they cause damage in there. He's causing damage. Like seeing him seeing him walk around in the Boston Garden, honestly made me mad. Yeah, I'm like I. I think that's what does me about NBA is the way they carry on. Well, it's it's multi millionaires being brats is what it is. It is, and and it's hard to relate to that. And it's hard to show any... any <laughs> said, I mean, yeah, obviously, like, oh, single, obvious, single but, dad wage. But it's it's and hard to show... Still a fuckwit. Like, to be any... There's no empathy there. No. These, are, these guys are earning more per day than I earn per year. No. And, and to say that you're, like, leading and you're, like... like fuck off. Oh, no, you're not Martin Luther King, mate. Honestly, you're, fuck, you're just in a fucking embarrassment. So, Kyrie Irving gets a smack... I've sworn a lot, and I really apologise. But Jesus Christ, he makes me mad. Yeah, yeah. No, we'll put a um, we'll put a E rating on this one. Oh, <laughs> it will have to come. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had a lot of I haven't had a lot of social encounters since our last episode. <laughs> you go again because you you're hot to trot. You're seeing them like beach balls. Oh, I texted you this one when I was away on my holiday, and you know what? What when you're on a holiday, you relax. You should be feeling nice. You, sh- you should be uh, it's you time should be, away. Yeah, it's it's with your better half. I, I better half. Yeah, you're unplugged. You are unplugged from the world. You're unplugged from the world. Yeah, good, but you weren't. I wasn't. <laughs> you know why? Because of who? Because I was stung with public holiday surcharges. 
Oh, this is good. Yeah, this is good. Actually, this this will this will actually divide people because a lot of well, I feel like I feel like most people will say I'm being unreasonable here. Well, it's go on. You, uh, here, you, you, yeah, you, 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 here's here's my argument. Yeah, I understand public holidays, weekends. You have to pay your staff more. Yeah, do not, we bear the brunt of that? Not my problem. I'm at, your, so. I'm at your restaurant. Mm. I'm buying. Yeah, I'm bu- I'm buying and selling. I'm yeah. buying your oh, food. Yeah. So I got slugged with a fifteen. I got slugged on the weekend with a fifteen percent surcharge mm. breakfast on a Sunday because yeah. it's a Sunday. I know. I don't think I should bear the brunt of that. No, they're they're passing the cost on to the consumer, which is, in my opinion, poor. Poor. Yes. Very poor. Don't get me wrong. I understand. Mm. Small business owners yep. have done it tough. Yep. Last couple of years. Yep. I'm empathised from that. Yep. I ordered a lot of bacon and egg rolls, mm-hmm. and I drink a lot of coffee, and I mm-hmm. never made coffee on my own. Splash of, splash of vanilla. Yep. You know, stir it up. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone knows how I do it. Tell <laughs> you do. I looked after local businesses as much as I could. Yeah, and I did no, it quite frequently. Same, same. We we did the same during COVID. Um, I think this is ridiculous. I'll go you. I won't go you one better, but I'll go you. What happened to me is we went. We took. Uh, Where'd you go? I'm not going to name names. It was a place in Ivanhoe. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. I just want to defame so no, many I'm people. No, I, I can't defame small business. But I like how you're you're like a third lawyer. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a junior attorney. Um, we went. We took our we took our mum out for a Mother's Day lunch. It was a Sunday. Did you give her a shout and, out? Uh, Christine, she uh, big fan of the show. Great right. name. But, um, <laughs> anything with Chris. Um, and so fifteen percent surcharge because it was a Sunday. Off the off the bat, right? Yeah. Already, I'm like, that's geez, crap. Really? Okay. I'm sorry. That's crap. And then when it came time to punch in the numbers in the... Um, oh, no. They had the little tip section. <laughs> and I'm like, if you think you're getting a tip the on top of a 15% surcharge, the you audacity. are... Well, you think you're American. Oh, you are absolutely kidding yourself. Yeah. And uh, I got... She called me out on it. She's like, oh, Who? that no tip. The, the person with the... Um, <laughs> Oh. And I don't know, my look must have said uh, uh, quite a few things because she sort of quickly just went, okay, thank you. Um, You're a much better person than me. Like, it's really not up for debate. You've had kids. <laughs> it doesn't make me a good person. It, it makes you a better person than me because I probably do and say a lot of things where you as a father would be like, I remember being in that spot, but grow up. Well, I mean, when when someone has the audacity to call you out on no tip, while you're paying a fifteen percent surcharge, I would not have handled it. Took that a lot. It took, a, it took a lot of. Um, it took some. It took some. You know, just some resolve. It would not have taken me. I would have. No, and and, it, and I wouldn't have blamed it. To be honest, I thought it was it was the audacity, and I love the word audacious. Yeah, but the audaciousness of this person was uh, unbelievable. Anyway, so I, I'm. It's a good sell. Yeah, look, I mean, public holidays. I can understand that. Sundays is no, shut Sundays, up. I mean, like, come on. Seriously, I get know. in the bin. 
Yeah, I mean, people a Sunday is it's bread and butter. People go out for enjoy. That's a when meal. people go out. Yeah, exactly. They're not doing it yeah. during the week. Like, come on, don't give me a yeah. Grow up, honestly. Grow up. <laughs> Seriously, just absolutely, just absolutely disgraceful. So that's my last sell. I've sold a lot. I've sworn no, a lot, good. and I, I apologize for that. I'm, no, don't apologize. I'm not going don't, to. Don't I don't actually mean it. No, it's because all things there, they're all. They're all dead to me as far as I'm <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, and uh, I really missed that segment. It was a good yeah yeah. It, it felt cathar- cathartic. Is that the word? Yeah, cathartic. Or is it lethargic? No, it's lethargic, as in you're tired. <laughs> <laughs> well, I touched on before about the half of my brain being good, other half of my brain being yeah. <laughs> just. Wonderful. I just saw both just collide, <laughs> just smack into each other. T boned. <laughs> Uh, just jackknifed in front of me. Just uh, a really good way to end it, really. So, AFL, it's getting towards the pointy end. We've got about eight weeks to go, uh, seven weeks probably by the time this, this lands. Um, yeah. We're in the run home. We're in the run home. And it's genuinely one of the most open, exciting fields we've had in a fair while. Um, the, there's a log jam to get into the top eight. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wanted to revisit some of our early uh, AFL predictions from the start of the season, our very first refill. Of course, uh, you, of course you do. Uh, not for any particular reason. Um, I don't know why you want it. <laughs> some of the predictions may have been off the mark. I'm not going to speculate just yet. We will get there. Um, but the two burning topics we had at the start of the season was, the first one was Alistair Clarkson and Clarko Watch. Um, it's starting to ramp up. I'm hearing a little bit more noise about Clarko now, just because it's as, as we say, like the GWS Giants are looking for a coach. Although, question to you, I said that GWS you, you was did, one of the ones I said. You did say that. Question to you though: Have you heard anything about a GWS putting in like you know you know how they usually get a couple of outsiders and they put in a, a you know a committee to search for the next coach? Mm-hmm. Have you heard anything about GWS doing that? No. I haven't either, which is weird to me. Yeah. It it hints at the fact that they've already got their coach lined up and it's done. Oh, now, and you, you don't think it's who who's got it? No, I, I don't know who's got it. It may be Clarko, but it may be someone else. But the fact that we haven't heard of this process, just cast, I know, I know different different clubs and different markets and whatever. But yeah. cast your mind back to when Collingwood and Carlton were searching for their coach. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, getting club legends back. It was getting these big yeah. advisors back. It was, you know, no stone unturned to find the best coach in the country. Feels like you, a, kind of feels like a PR move, if I'm being honest. Well, yes and no. I think I think both in, in hindsight we can look back at both and say that the processes were successful because they got... They landed on McRae and Voss, who at the moment seem like good fits. I don't know, I just haven't heard a word about GWS, so that, to me that's interesting. But in terms of Clarko and where he's going to head, uh, it's a big run home for Stuart Jew because if the Suns can hold their nerve and make the finals, he's He'll safe. Keep, I think he's safe anyway. Okay. Yeah. Even if they miss the finals? Yeah. I, I, I was going to say, do you think that maybe you're not hearing that is because... What what other jobs are there available at the moment? Well, for Clarko, he can he's he's 
a big advocate for the Tasmanian team. That, that, and that's, well, that's, that's that could, what I'm... And he could mm. be... He doesn't need the money. No, so I'm probably jumping ahead. So if you if you were to ask me, I'm assuming you were going to ask me where I felt Clarko yeah. Watch was at. Yeah. So I had Tasmania as a, as a short, short, short price favourite. So if we're looking at Tasmania entering the competition in 2025, you think he'll hold out until that job? He, here's why. I feel like... He so he he left Hawthorne, right? He was not happy. No, there is no way that that sat well with him. So what he's done, he's gone, taken some time away. He's still getting paid, paid a million dollars this year. Paid a schmill, which is nice. It's not bad. He's gone away. He's enjoyed himself. Mm-hmm. He's bettered himself. I have no doubt that he's gone over to America. A yeah, well, he spent some time with the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, he, yep. What have they done lately? Uh, just won another chip. Yeah, <laughs> as my man Drake says, I want that chips. I want my chips with a dip, <laughs> and they got it. Yeah. So, I think he's gone away. He's uh, rejuvenated. He's uh, he's refreshed. He's learnt more about himself, mm-hmm. and then he's come back and he's attached himself to this Tasmania expansion bid project. Yep. Now. He's getting paid for that. Yeah, which is yeah, which yeah. is fine. The Tasmanian government's paying him for that. Yeah. Uh, now, do you know that for a fact, or you're just speculating? Rumor boy, <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> oh no! What's your what, what's our second lawyer? Is it David? John. John. <laughs> Sorry, John. Uh, John is going to probably need to. We're, 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 he's going to be mean, involved yeah. in this episode as a. Um, yeah, Edward as, a, as gonna... a junior attorney, I'm also <laughs> going to be the all hands on deck. Uh, uh, so here's the thing: so yeah. the Tasmanian government is involved heavily in the bid. Yep, absolutely. Alistair Clarkson's not doing that out of the goodness of his heart. I'm sure he very much wants. I think to be, he's genuinely passionate about it. I think but, he is. I, but like anything in life, you don't do anything. If you're good well, at something, don't do it for free. Yeah, if you're good at something, don't do it. For yeah, except for us doing this. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> sponsors welcome. <laughs> So I think, yes, he's had time to rethink. He's had time to rejuvenate. And um, I think that he's, he finds the Tasmania as a expansion team, as a once-in-a-lifetime kind of a, an ex, a opportunity yep. and a challenge that he's probably, I guess, that not, not many coaches could take on. And so I think he's all, I think he's all in on that. Well, my counter... My counter argument um, to that is being out of the game that long is a long time out of the game. I I, I agree that you, that is you a need to be time. you still need to be in the industry to yeah because if your last time he coached is twenty twenty one and then four years later is the next time he is going to need some very good shrewd assistance around him. Counterpoint to your counterpoint. Yep. Let's say the AFL signs off on the bid. Do you remember what happened with Gold Coast? Uh, they went. They had like a year in the VFL or two Correct. years in the VFL. Yeah, that, that that's that's. So he's back in earlier than you think. Okay, yeah, that I think works. he's back in no, earlier good, than I good think. Good counterpoint to my counterpoint. But I, I still agree that that it's like it is a long time. It's yeah. a, it's going to be like two, three, three years probably, which is still I think a long time, especially with how quickly yeah. our game evolves. Yeah. So so uh, yeah. Look, I think. Yeah, absolutely. I think the fact that he's so invested in this Tasmanian um, side hints that he wants... I mean, I mean, if he wants to be the coach of it, he will be. Um, 
and it sort of doesn't leave him a lot of time to like, – you can't just go to another club for two or three years and then piss off to Tasmania. Like, no. Nah. So, I feel like he wouldn't do that, though. Yeah, I don't think he would either. So, it's yeah, it's very interesting. So, I think Clarko Watch may be – like, you know, we're hearing at the moment Ben Rutten and Essendon under the pump. Um, He's gone. Well, oh. no, like Noble under the pump. Um, Ken Hinckley, question mark. Brett Ratton, until Brett There's Ratton's... no question mark. That's done. Until, well, uh, uh, yep, so that's three. Um, Unpopular opinion, probably. I'd take Brett Ratton. Well, no, well, Brett Ratton, I was going to say, is until he signs, until he's actually inked that deal, it's still a question mark. I think They've, Brett Ratton's but, a good coach. I do too, but um, just... You know, if they've missed the finals again this year, that's two years in a row. They've if they missed the finals. the finals this year, he's gone. Yeah. Well, I think they'll miss the finals. Their run home is difficult. Yeah. And I think, as I said, it's a log journey to get in. So, and then you've got Adam Simpson. I think I think because other side of the country, a lot of people in Victoria just don't talk about it much. But mm. West Coast, Adam Simpson, he watch his ex- space. He looks exhausted. He looks ex- He looks like, I still just reckon he's going to... I just it's a gut feel. I haven't heard anything. I just think him at North Melbourne next year is yeah. a massive play. Yeah. No, I agree. I think Adam Simpson looks utterly exhausted yeah. every time you see see him in the coach's box, which is so understandable. Yeah, and it's I mean and I think and they've had it as rough as anyone with COVID. Um and I just think shake hands, he got him a flag. I think it's a, a mutual parting. Um and it's fine. But I just think watch his space with... And then if West Coast job becomes available, I know it's a rebuild, but no one is better funded than them. So what to play... I I think, I genuinely think, this is a bit broader than Clarko, but I genuinely think this coaching merry-go-round... It could be crazy. It could be just hectic. Yeah, it has a real domino feel to it. Yeah. Like it could be... Like, I feel like Adam Simpson's that main domino. Yeah, if he goes from West Coast, all of a sudden it's like, watch out. Yeah, because I feel like if Adam Simpson goes from West Coast, GWS, let's say GWS, and we're like, yep, Mark McVeigh's the guy. Uh, he's not, but yes. No, no, but let, let's say that. Yeah, let's say they're thinking that. Sake, yeah. All of a sudden, Adam, Adam Simpson comes available and they're like, oh, shit, hang on a second. Now we've got to rethink. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. then that just sends... Yeah, that'll just it'll just it'll just. Well, I mean, chaos. if you're Essendon, you look at Adam Simpson and go, "Fucking why?" Because Simpson's actually still quite young. Yeah, he's ben, only and Ben Rutten looks confused on the bench. Yeah, he 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 does. And as I, we're going to talk about our um our predictions soon, but um, episode one, I was spruiking Essendon's assistant coaches, and I and they are good, like Blake Carousella, the, the bloke whose name you didn't know, uh, Dale Tapping. <laughs> yeah, on your uh, but I had forgotten. Um. Carousel tapping Jan Syracuse. Jan Syracuse ran second to Noble. He has the, a he has a lot of a lot of good raps on so him. So they've got three great assistants. So either Rutten's not listening to the assistants, the assistants and him aren't gelling. Something's wrong down there. Something's obviously wrong at Windy Hill. Mm, it stinks. Yeah, hopefully Marnie's not listening because she won't be happy with. No, him. our friend Marnie. But um, and on that job at the age. Yeah, well done. Yeah. Stick taps to her, absolutely sensational. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm not going to say that this podcast helped with that promotion, it didn't, it but didn't it hurt. Did, it certainly didn't hurt. Um, so Something good happening at Windy Hill, finally. Finally. Um, so, yeah, interesting with Clarko. Uh, obviously, you know, in the fullness of time, we'll know more. 
Uh, the other one we want, wanted to talk about was the Demons. Um, they had a stumble, lost three in a row, which is unusual for a team who've just won 17 in a row. But it felt, it felt like the sort of a bit of a recalibration they needed to have, get their head back in the game. Obviously, Stephen May punching on at an elite <laughs> French restaurant is weird. <laughs> um, uh, I like Stephen May. Yeah, he's good. I think I he's good. Think, he's good. I think Stephen he's had May two would... teammates chin him though, which is an interesting sort of oh, um, yeah. thing to put on your CV. But I think don't get me wrong, like three losses, massive win for Freo, huge. What I think, that I what think, that's uh, done yeah, for their group yeah. must have been huge. I think everyone who knocked over Melbourne in mm. that run. Got a genuine lift out, like Collingwood got a genuine yeah, lift out. Absolutely, of it. I um, think that was necessary for for Melbourne yeah. because I, I mean I said, I reckon I've said it like a bunch of times to you on this and then outside of it, they're on they look like they're in second gear. Yeah, well they and, slaughtered Brisbane, like and they. That, that's why it's important. Yeah. That's why I think it was super important. They got that like they got that reality check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That like that that. Punch between the, and between, I think it, I think between it took between the eyes. For, for me, it's sort of like it took him a bit longer to get that reality check than I thought it would have come after one or two losses, but obviously it came after three. But um, yeah, I I don't know what you think, but I think they're still in the box seat to win it. They're still favourites. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and they show they showed that like at the MCG when they're on, I they're not beatable. Yeah, I'm sorry, they are not beatable. There is no. Well, that's I mean because I mean that's that's the whole point of. Their quest to go back to back. The main part for me is doing it in front of their fans this time. They weren't able to do Our that. Fans. Oh, jeez. Sledge, <laughs> sledge. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like it's. I actually found out my great, my so my my grandma, oh, mother, mm-hmm. was a was a scout for Melbourne back in the day. So my grandma, oh, so my grandma, um, I don't know if she like goes for Melbourne. Uh, so my grandpa, mad Richmond supporter, as you yep. probably can tell, that yep. was passed down. Yeah. But um, I only just found that out. I only found that out recently, oh, which yeah. I thought was so your great granddad was a scout for Melbourne. In, th- it would have been in around the Norm Smith era. Th- yeah, maybe the Barassi era. Yeah, like I think I I just thought that was like incredibly in, incredibly cool bit in fact, of yeah, in family fact, history. In fact, yeah. you're wearing RM Williams right now, and. Um, <laughs> Can you please give me back my charcuterie board? <laughs> charcuterie. <laughs> it's in the blood, my friend. But no, like honestly, no, that is cool. That is cool. No, it, it is cool, and, and I, I think if we're talking about favourites, no team, no teams getting, no teams beating Melbourne on their day. Yeah, on their day. But I the still MCG. think it's, I still think it's wide open. I think getting. Getting to the grand final is wide open. Like, even if you want to lock in Melbourne, great. Yeah, I think that second team could be anyone of Brisbane, Frio, Carlton. Well, that's the thing. They've all given us. They've all given us signs, yeah. but yeah. they've also given us reasons to doubt it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Carlton, some Carlton can't seem to close games. No, they get off to a. They shop early. They stay off. No, they shop lift. They're they're in they're in the they're in the the shop before it's open. The thing with Carlton is they're they're two big boys, key forwards. When they're both on, that's a super hard. That's a very frightening prospect. Um, Frio, is there a back six that can handle Carlton's forward line with those two guys are firing? Melbourne, that's it. That's all. 
that's it. Yeah, I, I think there's question marks over Brisbane's back six. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so interesting. So excited to um, watch the run home. Now, uh, the not as exciting as what I'm uh, about to talk about here, which is our predictions at the start of the year. So let's how, start... How long have you been waiting to do this? I've been waiting, listeners, for at least eight, I need, eight I need, weeks. I needed to do that. At least eight weeks. Let's start with your one win. Um, so at the start of the season, uh, we're not going to labour on this. We're just going to quickly just sort of talk through where we're at. Um at the start of the season, you had your big improver as being Frio. Tick. Fuck. Get around me. Uh, they're definitely top four. Hit that one out of the park. You did. You knocked that one right over the fence. And you know what? Like, I know I know it's right, but, like, the way I explained it is literally – it's literally come to fruition. Mm. I said they had an, the first 10 weeks. Yeah. I said their first they're, 10 they're, weeks. They're, they're, their, their fixture was super juicy. Super juicy. And they they did they literally ticked off every box they needed to tick. <clears throat> yep. Mind you, they also ticked off some boxes that I didn't have them doing. Exactly. Which is why they find themselves in that like premiership kind of a yeah. The, the 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 road to a grand final is there for them if they want it. And and as good as that prediction was, my one was an absolute shit show. I thought the big improvers were going to be Essendon top four. Went well. Um. I don't look, and I've got to say I've never been happier to have a prediction <laughs> that wrong. I feel like it was like a sabotage pick. <laughs> I've like mozzed them. Yeah. You knew what you were doing. Um, no, I just, as I said to you, I thought they they just had the list profile right. I just thought their coaching staff was juicy. I just thought everything was tracking for another year of improvement. Oh boy. Mm. Uh, something's wrong down there. I don't. Yeah. I mean, we we might get into it in another podcast, but um, I don't know what it is. But I was, no. I was very wrong. I'll so, tell you what's not wrong there is obviously Peter Wright. That that that's one. Yeah, he's he, he's, he's having yep, a yep. he's having a good year. Kicked a lot of snags. And um, Redmond. Yeah, good player. Red. He he's really surprised me. Yeah, he's really surprised me, and I think he's. And don't, don't get me wrong, I don't sit. I don't sit and watch every Essendon game this week, no, and nor could you. No, absolutely not. I would not want to. I wouldn't wish that on anyone. Watch every week. He looks good yep. and very noticeable. Yep. Um, in a Essendon backline, which is brutal. Oh my god! Like whenever did you watch the West Coast game? No, I got. I I <sighs> I can't do that. Every time West Coast went, that's why they won. So Essendon. Controlled most of the game, but every time West Coast went forward, they scored. Yeah, because they yeah their backline is so bad. Yeah, Redmond is literally the only the only player in that backline where I'm like, I would I want him on my team. The rest of them, I, like you could you could stand them and you know the police line when the <laughs> like, line up yeah, yeah. the police line up, I'd be like, nope, they all did it. <laughs> Take them all away. I don't want any of them. So yeah, and um, it's a real shame to see them do. Like, yeah, and we, it's gen- a, and we it's a shame. genuinely mean that. We really mean that. We really do. It's a shame. I hate seeing these Essendon as a one a final in this many days. Yeah, so. I don't enjoy seeing that that's, Twitter feed. That's not right. That's just don't, we don't wait. We don't need to know how long it's been since Essendon won a flight. We don't need to know. I mean, that's just a, if you do know, final. please tell us. It's well, we enjoy it's, it. It's been a long time. 
Keep us updated every day. (laughs) (laughs) So the big sliders, um, I had West Coast as my sliders. Tick. Um, Like in hindsight, was that like a dollar one shot? I feel like that was Uh, one of those things. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I'm I'm not just spruiking my prediction here, but I just think they they still had. Mm. I think their COVID and injury preseason decimated them. Uh, but you still got to predict it, and I and that's no, you do. Ha, have you watched many West Coast games? I watched uh, the one against um, not the one before Essendon. Who they play? Uh, Geelong. Yeah, I watched that one, and they were competitive. I thought they were a better team for the three quarters. Yeah, they were against Geelong. Absolutely. You know, you know who's actually an unbelievable footballer, Willie Rioli. Yeah, he's very good. Like, I, I, like I, he basically, he was a big part of the reason why they beat us in 2018. I may I may have had too many um, Canadian clubs and espresso martinis on yep. Friday night, but I, I, I said that Willie, Willie Rioli had the, the best 18 disposal game in AFL history. <laughs> I reckon they grab a few scalps on the way out because... Yeah, yeah I'm actually worried. Colin would play him over there. I, I wouldn't be surprised if we lost. Anyway... Uh, your big slider <laughs> was Brisbane to the point where you thought that maybe Fagan would lose his job. Yes. Now... Where are we at? Okay. Well, no. Hang on. No, go. No, but what I said was, I said it would be a mistake for them to do True, that. True, but you did say Brisbane would be the big slider. And I they did. are currently in the top four. I can tell you exactly what I said. Yeah. <laughs> because like you, I went back and listened to it because I had to. Because I have had too many uh, HIA um, you know, head checks yep. w- without being checked on by a doctor. <laughs> oh, and so my memory is a little... My memory too many espresso martinis. Too many... I did say, mm. this is a tough one for me because obviously it's one of the... There's always a top four team that falls away. Yep. And I said, it's not going to be Melbourne, obvious reasons. No, and it wasn't. And I'm not going to say Port Adelaide. Well. For brain reasons. And so I said, it's got to be Brisbane for okay. me. Okay. And I said, so that's why I picked them. And that's literally, you can go back and listen to the tape. Oh, I did. I, uh, I did. As um, runner, as, not run our test. Who was the guy who said, ball don't lie? Played for the Knicks? Uh, doesn't matter. Uh, ball doesn't lie. Oh, that's Carmelo Anthony. Um. <laughs> no, but I said, I said, I said, I have to pick a team to fall away from the top four. And I think it's Brisbane. I could see them falling away. And I said I could see them moving on from the coach, which I thought would be a mistake. Yeah, no, you did say that. You did say I was that. wrong. Okay. All right, you've defended yourself for that Sue one. Sue me, because I tell you what, there are worse predictions which you are about to unveil. Well, the premiership prediction, um, you went <laughs> Port Adelaide. Now. Uh, well, firstly, before you defend yourself, <laughs> will Port Adelaide make the finals this year? Yes. Really? Yes. Who are they going to knock out? Who's who's going to fall out of the top eight? Let's look at them. Melbourne are a lock. Yep. Geelong, a lock. Yep. Brisbane, a lock. Yep. Fremantle, a lock. Yep. Carlton, lock. Yep. Sydney, a lock. Mm-hmm. Collingwood and the Western Bulldogs are not locks. No, they're not locks. No, different. In my opinion, they're not locks. And I believe, because you know why I don't think Collingwood's a lock, even though you're two games ahead of us, you were one of the people but I had three other people message me after we beat Sydney saying 
you just did Collingwood a massive favour. Because I think I know Collingwood fans understand that they're not a lock despite... No, we're definitely not a lock. I, I have us winning um, four of the last eight, which gets us to 13 games. And 13 games just is on the... It's a tipping point. It's a precipice of whether you get in the eight or not. It's not a guarantee. No, it's not. So, And I think Bulldogs are the same. But I think Richmond do make it. I think Richmond are playing too good a footy not to make it. No, I think I think Richmond and Port make it, and in in place of Collingwood Western Bulldogs. Okay, that's my. I'm, I'm still not convinced. I know Sydney have had a bit of form, but uh, they're still a watch your space. I feel like Sydney's. Oh, this is such a. This is why it's a good run home. Like we've got yeah. a lo- it's a log jam to get in. There. We have a hard run home too. Of course, I'm going to say we're going to make the fucking eight. Well, you said you're going to win the premiership, so I think that's wrong. <laughs> I went for Melbourne. Oh wow, go for the favourites. Well, Way to sometimes, reach. sometimes you just got to just you just got to see what's in front of you and smack it and call it. Uh, in terms of the Brownlow, I think we're both clearly wrong here. I went Petrarca. I don't know, as I, I mentioned earlier in the pod, I don't know what the fuck's going on with Petrarca at the moment. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he's carrying something. It's usually the, what happens with a really elite players like that. Especially they, the way he plays. Yeah, he's a he's a um you know, high burst player. He break yeah, you know, he's a bull. And he's yeah. not bullish at the moment. I think he's injured, but he's playing through it, so good on him, but it doesn't win you a brown though. You went with Steel, Jack Steel. Uh he's been just been injured. Yeah, been injured and also I was wrong. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I went with Steel. I was wrong. And I'm going to say that I was wrong despite the fact he was injured because I said, who polls, who takes votes from him in St Kilda? Yeah, and that's true. That's true. Jack Sinclair. Holy yeah, shit. Can't play. What a season he's putting together. Yeah. So I, I gave him a nickname on the weekend. Um, so Caitlin, my significant other who gets mm-hmm. a lot of mentions in this. Yep. A avid St Kilda fan. Massive St Kilda supporter. Massive St Kilda supporter. And so we watched the game together and I said... Look at Jack Sinclair being the Band-Aid there. That's my nickname for him. The Band-Aid. The Band-Aid. Because he plays that half-back midfield role and you don't you don't understand how shit St. Kilda are <laughs> without him in this side. Yeah. Because he covers up... He, and that's what makes me appreciate players like that so much is that you don't understand... Well, if, if you're not watching him week in, week out, you, you don't, and that's so, like, to me, I'm like, okay, that's interesting to know because I don't watch St. Kilda every week. Why would I? No, I don't blame you. I don't I don't have – I've got to live a life. I can't do that. Exactly. You've got kids. Yeah. You've got better right. things to do. Hey, Dad, do you want to kick your footy? No, I'm watching Jack Sinclair. No, sorry. I'm watching, doesn't work that I'm watching the Band-Aid. <laughs> but he, he genuinely is one of those players where you go – where he just will, he'll mark, he'll take a mark here, or he'll hit a target there, and it literally—is it going to get him Brownlow votes? Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, because they've won enough games. Yeah, they're, yeah, yeah. They're they're on the precipice. Yeah. 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 And the, so he's he he's winning their best and fairest. Yeah. Right. And the next best is Brad Hill, and Brad Hill has had a good year, but he's had a very scratchy year. Yeah. He's had a Brad Hill year. Well, what about when Max King kicks a bag or two? He's probably getting votes. He's, he stands out a bit, doesn't he? He's had one of the. He's had that one game against, against Richmond. Richmond. Yeah. Okay. Where I reckon he. I reckon yeah, so he, he gets through that that day. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So All right. well, so interesting. So, yeah. Yeah. so I'm saying I think we both missed the Brown. I think I think 
Walsh um, is really interesting with Crips. I think uh, your boy Brayshaw at Dockers is super underrated uh, over here. He's a gun and he's going to be right up. I mean, Lockie Neal's going to get votes. It'll, yep. be, it'll be, I think it's probably going to reflect the season itself. It's going to be a close race. Yeah, the one thing about Petrarca being, I guess, having a an average... Yes, it's not even. Well, a, Oliver's not even gonna, a, Oliver, Oliver will get votes. Well, it's not even a bad season. No, it's not a bad. But he's by his, his standard, by his standard, yeah. which is just one of those things that just shows how good he is. But it also it, it's really highlighted just how good like Oliver is. Yeah, Oliver's Oliver great. is like Oliver's the best player in the AFL. Like you. It, well, when we when we say uh, uh, that's why I think Petrarca's like when we say by Petrarca's standards, we're talking about a bloke who got forty possessions and kicked. Two or three goals in a grand final. We're talking about a guy who won the Norm Smith over a guy who kicked seven goals. Yeah, so we're talking about a very high standard player. I just think he's injured, but yeah, uh, uh, Oliver is a gun. Absolutely, you're not going to hear any dispute. Uh, I think I said it was a choice between Oliver and Petraka. I went Petraka, but Oliver, right up to it. Um, Rising star is interesting. Um, <laughs> Probably not because I think I know who it took. <laughs> so I went Nick Dacos and. That's one. That's a th- well. No, there's, you there's, know what? There's, there's, he's he's in a three he's in a three horse race with um, uh, De, John Newcomb, John Newcomb at Hawthorne and De Koning at Oh my Geelong. god, how good does he look? Yeah, did you know that? So this is interesting to me. The De Koning, there's like nine kids in that family. Yeah, jeez, imagine. So how- I want to know how many. Brothers and sisters, and no younger or no younger who haven't come through. Oh, yet. right. Or are they the two youngest and it's done? Is that Mayo or is there actually nine kids? It's not Mayo. Nine ma- boys? No, no, I don't know about boys or girls. Okay, but you've got to imagine there's still a couple. Like I would have thought because now you, you just have to look at the bloodline. It's like, yeah, you know, you've got Maccabi Carl- Diva. The Carlton one's good too. Oh, they're both great. Yeah. They're both great. So I'm. Uh, I think he's right up there. I don't think Nick Dacos is a shoeing, but no. he, again, as someone who watches every Collingwood mm. game, he is easily our top five player. Yeah, and the way he uses the ball and he's sneaky, courageous as well. Mm. Collingwood put him in a really good position to not cotton wool him because that's there's no way to cotton. You can't wool. cotton wool someone in the. You AFL. can't cotton no. wool someone to get average twenty six touches in the AFL. Yeah. But they put him in the right position. Yeah. Half they, back. They put him around the right players yeah. too. Yeah, with pendles. And he's and that's one thing is to put a player in a position, right? To yeah. succeed. But that player has to be good enough to succeed. Yeah. He, he will is, like there's no doubt he will be our best midfielder in two years' time. But at the moment he's oh, playing, I, re- I reckon the middle maybe of next, next year. Maybe middle, next year. I reckon middle of next I'm year. I'm just sort of be. trying to buy him a bit of time. But he yeah, he's the way he reads the play, his two-way running is amazing as well. He he really does run hard, and he's the, and just the skills are unbelievable. And like I, I mean, his dad was the best player I ever saw. He yeah. he did things. He was he was super. That was before my era, but I yeah, have seen a lot of a lot of like videos of the goals. The goals but he not, kicked but, were but like it's more than just he was mercurial, obviously, and he kicked mm. a lot of goals. But he. Until he before he did his knee as a midfielder, he was unbelievable. Yeah, his second season as a nineteen-year-old, he hit seventy-six goals and he was playing mid forward. That seems like a lot. Of it's goals. a lot. It's a lot of goals. Yeah. He was 
Genuinely the best player I saw. Anyway, uh, I digress because your pick for the Rising Star was Yugul, Jamara Yugul Hagen. Yeah. One now, of the, I, at the time, I wasn't, I wasn't like, that's a, what are you talking about? He, it's more the situation than the player. Yeah, and I think it was a, um, I don't think it was a stupid call, like I'll, but I'll, he is. I'll take the L on the face. Um, yeah, you, and, and so you should. It's right on your yeah. face. Because um, yeah, it's all over my face. Because it was, it was. A, I mean, this the scenario was. It, we talk it's literally what I just said was situations. The I situation just, I, yeah, was there. I just wonder whether he's still a couple of years off, even still key, key forwards, key forwards, yeah. key position players. You know, some develop straight away, some don't. Yeah, I think I think we've got. I think he will be a superstar, but I still think we're like. Well, see, like Buddy Franklin, he was a superstar second year. Bang. But Buddy, Buddy, but he's, but Buddy Franklin's the best, the best player that one of the best forwards that ever played the game. Yeah, I, I think Buddy Franklin's the best player I've seen in my lifetime. Okay, yeah. like I can't think of someone who's better. Mm. Get Gary Ablett, Gary Ablett Prime, like not Chris Judd Prime, Gary Ablett Prime, senior or junior? Yeah, well, I'm I'm younger than you, right? I know I look yeah. old. No, no, uh, but, and I know I look young. <laughs> Gary Ablett, Gary Ablett Prime Geelong is the only player where I've, I could go maybe he's better than Buddy Prime yeah, in see, my time. So I've I, got I've got Prime Judd West Coast yeah as better than That was I, such a good midfield though. I just think he I just think he was the the he, to me he's legend status Judd. He's Oh no, don't get me wrong, it's yeah. like one of those And I think Buddy is as well and mm. I think Ablett Jr. is as well. So, anyway, we're talking about three of the all-time greats. Um, Coleman Medal. Uh, I, I, I don't I don't dislike either of our picks here. Ultimately, they're both wrong. Um, Are they? Yeah, you said Bailey Fritch or Fritz? Fritch. Um, who's currently eighth and he's 12 goals behind. So, the current leader is Charlie Kerno at 44. So, he's 12 goals behind at eighth position. Coleman's it's a it's a flu, bit of a fluky one because it, it's you're an injury away from winning it or losing it. Mm-hmm. Um, Who'd you go? I went Max King, who's currently six, and six. he's nine goals behind Kerno. So both uh, within twelve goals, but um, I don't think either will salute mm, unless no. Melbourne have a real solid run home um, and he starts. Your boy starts nailing them. I'll tell you what, there's a name in that. Top ten there that we, I mentioned before. I really need to mention again. Todd Marshall, like I, I was. Oh yeah, for Port Adelaide. So yeah, he's he, kicked thirty-one goals. Yeah. Yep. I mean, we talk about like we literally talk about Jamara being slow to develop. I saw zero in Todd Marshall for so long. Yeah. Like, and like, this goes against every fiber in my body to support Ken. Because I have never done it. Just because he didn't return your phone call and the membership drive. Yeah, I'm a bitter man. You are a very petty little man. <laughs> I'm not little. I'm overweight. <laughs> no, you, you, I'm no. overweight and I'm tall, but I am petty. <laughs> but he, you know, he, he had a lot of people saying, what do you see in this player? Yeah, and he stuck by him. He saw. Yeah. He saw. What and that's and that's yeah. All credit to Ken mm, for that for sure. Yeah. It li- is the best is the best set shot in the AFL, and the numbers will back that up. Yeah, 
you, know, you can look that up in your own time. No, I believe you because you watch more than yeah, I do. Is legitimately the best set shot like, in the yeah. AFL. Needs eight disposals. Has three. Has three goals. Yep. Like as a key forward in today's game. That's all you want. That's money. If you, yeah. It's so I mean yeah exactly. You just want inside fifties resulting in shots on goal resulting in goals is like gold. If Max King kicks straight, how many how many goals does he have? Oof, geez. How, how He'd be in, leading the Coleman by how far in front. Easy, easily. Who, yeah. Who's so all right? Who who's the next player to kick a hundred goals in a season? I'm not convinced it happens, but if it was to happen, it would be Max King. It's only Max King. Yeah. There is no one else in the AFL who could kick a hundred goals. In my opinion, Ben King. <laughs> no, but, but seriously, no, no, you're yeah. right. Harry McKay, Ben McKay, <laughs> the same person. They're not. One's There's a good no, player, one's not. Yes, not. <laughs> never seen them in the same room. They've never true. played together oh, in the true, same true, game, true. just saying. So the last one, our last prediction was um, an all-Australian smoky. I think we've both shut the bed on this one. Um, some more than others. Some more than others. I went Matty Rowell at Gold Coast. He's... He's a bit of a he's a weird one to me. Like had a good had a good start to the season. Yeah, he did, but he's he's not at all Australian contention. Um, his season's only been marginally better than his reading of the audio auto cue in the um, INC Sports Nutrition commercial, which is average to say ordinary, the least. Which was ordinary. Yeah. No, I'm not even gonna. It was bad. It was bad. His season's only just been better. I reckon. No, look, uh, he's he's not clearly not going to make the squad. Um, mm. And I thought he'd had every he's had every opportunity. Galgo's right up there. I'll say this about him because I've, I've I do I actually do like to watch Gold Coast Suns games. Yeah, they, they're a good watch. Yeah, they are a good watch. Uh, there's a lot to like about them. Isaac Rankin is having oh Jesus, Come good. He has delivered all the potential that he's sort of shown, which is great because I feel like a lot yep. of people were really starting to doubt. Yeah, and again, we're very quick to judge. We we really are. As in the industry, the industry, I think not us. us too. No, we don't. We don't judge. We're not a part of the industry. No, we're 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 um, two outliers. We're we're if we are. We're the we're on the t- we're the tip. <laughs> we're the tip of the industry. We we want to be in the industry, but we don't want to be in the industry because we don't like the way the industry is. Yeah, because that's not how we roll. No, we roll differently. Yeah. Now, Tuke Miller, oh, great player, geez. and he's an all Australian lock. He's such a lock, but. I look at Matt Rowe and I've watched a lot of him and he's the speed of the game is something he's actually struggling with recently. Mm. You know, he he's getting the he's getting so a lot more of, the, of an extractor, like a Diesel Williams type. <sighs> if you remember Diesel Williams, but no. someone who's sort of like a contested ball, get that ball and farm it out as opposed. But you need to be more than that these days. Yeah, but he's. I just feel like a lot of the times he's just he's not quick enough with it. Yeah. Which is, he's getting caught. He got caught out a lot on the weekend. Um, it's just... Well, Diesel never got caught. He was always too... No. So, no, a, I, th- I know a, what you're saying. I think, I think... Fair old comparison. No, but I know what you're saying. It's... Um, yeah, he needs to... He needs to be a half a second quicker with his... Just get rid of the ball quicker. Find that target quicker. And don't get me wrong, like, I think he's in the right... He's 100% in the right environment for it. Tuke yeah. Miller would be great for him. Um, I know, Noah Anderson's a great player. No, oh, Noah Anderson is having a real uh, undercover, really good season. Yeah, yeah. Especially a really good month of footy. You know, I thought, you know, I think it'd be the, 
the best player for him to learn from, which is a real shame that they fucked him over. And they messed around with Jared him. Lawrence. No, he's, uh, what's his name? He went to North Melbourne. Oh, um, was the, the basketballer? Bas- yeah. why, why can't I think of his name? Hugh Greenwood. Yeah, that's him. Because he's that he's that inside mid. What do you reckon Hugh Greenwood's going through at the moment? Do you reckon <laughs> he's going like, holy shit? Why didn't they just sign me up? And oh. as Taylor Swift once says, "Trouble, trouble, trouble." <laughs> yeah, on hindsight, look. Oh, it's twenty twenty, but gee whiz, <laughs> oh, spec savers. <laughs> I need to revisit that. But oh, I mean. I think he probably he's probably had this thought, or he's you know thought sort of did I make the right decision? And he's sat with he sat with it and sort of goes I made the right decision because I think he did. Hugh Greenwood. Well, Gold Coast, Gold Coast kind of fucked around with him, and then yeah, they, they clearly didn't see they, they saw him behind your Millers, your yeah. Andersons, and your Rails, and that's probably fair enough. Yeah, the Gold Coast they got a plethora of young. They do. Talent. Gold Coast treated him. They said, we're a business, you're a business asset. And then North Melbourne said, yeah. yeah and North Melbourne paid him a pretty penny. So, mm. And look, you know, North Melbourne next year under Adam Simpson might come good, so you never know. Um, and your prediction for the Australian Smokey was Jake Riccardi. Discuss. Whoops. <laughs> For those of you who don't know who Jake Riccardi is, he plays for the Giants. Not all the all the time. He, um, <laughs> no, he does play for the Giants all the time. No, he, he missed sometimes he, he did, he's in the he, VFL. He did sometimes yes, he's in the AFL. He doesn't always play in the seniors. He's kind of cemented a spot recently. He's come good since Mark McVeigh took over. Yeah, um, Coleman Medal All <laughs> Australian, good. No, so look. I may have fucked up this week. <laughs> yes, you're watching a lot of a bloke because who you said it was going to be an All-Australian. That's it. okay. That's all right. And but he was potentially an All-Victorian. Yes. He was potentially on his way back home to Victoria. Um, that's Look, honestly, on reflection, your your predictions weren't as um, diabolical were, as I thought. They, no, they were. Are you serious? No. <laughs> I was going to say, like... <laughs> Here I am. I've, I've picked Jamara to get the rising star. Yeah, my you've had a meh. My sh, my supro, my sleeper all Australian has had a hard time getting in the team. Being a sleeper twenty two. Yeah, in the GWS side, which lost a coach. Mm. Like it's that's, not a, big, that's okay. That's okay. That's why I was looking forward to today. Look. Uh, and look, we won't. Re- so everyone knows our predictions now. We don't need to revisit it at the end of the season because you know. I think um, it probably proves it's a hard game to predict. Hey, you know what? And and I'm not saying <laughs> it's a very tough one because I'm kind of paid to. I'm kind of paid for my AFL analysis right now. Well, no, don't. Well, don't put yourself in a compromising position. Well, that's the thing. Is like, look, look at my predictions. So I'll say this, right? I'll say this. I picked Jamara mm-hmm. because, as I said, and I mentioned, I worded it very well, the situation was set up for him. It was. Absolutely it was. No Josh Bruce. Yep. The Western Bulldogs midfield playing at Eddie Had Stadium. Mm-hmm. Daddy numbers. Mm-hmm. Aaron Norton can't kick all the goals. 
And what's happened? Jamara's kicked three goals. <laughs> Jake Riccardi, um, healthy. Yeah. Good preseason. Ripper. Ripper preseason. They've re-signed him. Yeah. They sent Jeremy Finlayson packing. See you later. They needed someone to step up. Who's it going to be? Who do they put in that spot? Jake Riccardi. And what happens? No Jake Riccardi. <laughs> exactly. That's all I can do. It's up no, to the it's, players. It's, it's no, not on exactly. me. No, that's why, it's, as, as I said, that's why it's so hard to predict. It is. It's super hard to predict. But um, I didn't look. I didn't include David King's predictions um, on that were, same, which but were spot on. We're all spot on. <laughs> which is which shows why he's paid to analyze. That's footy. why he's on the television <laughs> and telling us the things that are right. And we're um, we're in a spare bedroom at my house in Montmorency. Uh, but hey, hopefully it's entertaining because we're having fun. Um, but yeah, look, there you go. And I think had a had a brain fart. Had an absolute brain fart and. We've had plenty this episode. Speaking of brain farts, it's the brain fart episode. <laughs> it really is the. Bra- that's a good. That's a good title for it. The brain fart. <laughs> but um, anything else you wanted to? Uh, no, look, on? shop early, beat the rush. As always. Um, thanks everyone for listening. Welcome back. Yeah, and it's, it's great good. to be back. Yes, we, we missed you. Yeah, and we hope we've been missed. We we hope so. We hope so because if not, then. Just wasted three hours of a laugh. Earth, are we doing? (laughs) You guys ready to do this? Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, fans around the world. We welcome you to this historic event. Historic because we've seen boys become men, men become leaders, and leaders become legends.